This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. But the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast. And spears... Dan holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blowed his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section. You can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. If you want to hear more shows on a weekly basis, go ahead to theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the join button and become a member today. Because when you become a member, you get access to all the Thursday shows, which are members-only exclusive shows on the website and on the app. You get ad-free listening for the Tuesday shows, and you get the overtime segments right there on the app and on the website. If that interests you, go to confessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the join button and become a member. Member today. Also, friends, go ahead and check out the preparedness site, preparewiththeconfessionals.com. That's preparewiththeconfessionals.com. There you can get yourself emergency supply food and survival gear that will last you up to 25 years on the shelf. The food will, at least. And the food is absolutely delicious. I used it on our latest shoot for our next film that's going to be released sometime in the fall. It was absolutely delicious. I know you're going to enjoy it, so go ahead and check it out, preparewiththeconfessionals.com. Also, friends, if you haven't done so yet, get your tickets to the first annual Dogman slash Cryptid Conference hosted by Paranormal Roundtable's Josh Turner. The MC is going to be Ken Gearhart, and there's going to be a lot of great guest speakers. I will be a guest speaker there. Jody Cook will be there. Steve Stockton, Ron Murphy, Nick Redfern, Barton Nunley, and a lot of other people. It's going to be an absolutely awesome event. 
event if you are digging the Dogman Bigfoot type kind of content because this is what it's all about, Dogman and cryptids. So if you want to be there, meet the people and have a great time talking about all this stuff, go to the link in the description of this episode, click on it and get your tickets today. All right, friends, we have a different type of show today. We have William from Perma Pastures Farm in studio with me. William is the person who hooked me up with the carpenter who renovated my studio. And we just finished it this week. The studio is completely renovated and finished. I'll post pictures as time goes on. I'm still waiting on some furniture and things like that to be delivered to actually complete the studio. But the actual renovation is complete. And I thought, who better to have in studio than a guy who helped bring the whole renovation together. So we're going to have William on the show. He's going to share some of his paranormal encounters, including a pretty trippy UFO encounter that left us feeling like there was some lost time and maybe a Men in Black situation. So uh, we're going to be talking about Men in Black, Georgia Guidestones, CERN, Black Holes, all the above. Let's get to William and this fun two-hour conversation right now. All right. Today we got William on the show. William, what's going on, brother? How's it going, dude? <laughs> dude, it's going good, man. So uh, you are the first person I'm recording with in person in the new studio. It's a pretty cool studio, Jim. I mean, Jim did an awesome job in here. Yeah. It's completely, di- it's not bright green anymore. <laughs> I, know. I know. So I I, uh, I was posting some pictures on social media and uh, for the audience, I, I'll post more pictures uh, soon, I would say. And what you'll see is just pretty much the empty finished rooms. Uh, I'm not going to post pictures or videos of uh, the studio really finished for a while because it's being pieced together right now. I have um, I have a table like we're sitting at a table right now that you and I just picked up today from mm-hmm. a local, and uh, it it was made handmade by a guy, a farmer, and uh, he, he had just recently passed away, and uh, his daughter wanted to kind of I guess get rid of it for memory purposes and. So I figured, well, I'll take it. It's a sturdy table. Hopefully and, there's no attachments. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, this is actually probably the perfect situation for the show anyways. I didn't even think about it till yeah. right this second. <laughs> and I'm actually sitting in one of the chairs they gave me. And yep. so, uh, but yeah, I mean, so this, the studio is going to be a slow progress here. And, uh, you know, um, just before I get too far off track here, uh, I just want to let the audience know today's going to be a general conversation show with William, and uh, we're going to talk some of his paranormal, a little bit of his paranormal experiences, uh, some interesting things about his life, and maybe some current event stuff. We'll just see where the conversation goes. Uh, William, uh, if if I unleash William, uh, he will drop some knowledge bombs. Uh, but... Oh, as much as I've learned in 27 years, I don't have much knowledge. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, that takes humility of you to say that. Uh, but no, it, it just um, the studio is going to be a work in progress because uh, though we're sitting at this table, one, it's about two feet uh, shorter in length and about one foot less in width that uh, I, I'm looking for. And the table that I'm going to have in here in the long run is actually uh, going to start being built by House Wolf Projects. You, the people can follow him on Instagram. Instagram. His name's Nate uh, House Wolf Projects, and uh, he's going to be building the table, and we're going to put a uh, the custom Merkle Media logo engraved in on the table. That's going to be uh, cool. yeah, it's going to be an awesome table. Uh, but he can't start building it until about August first. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, he's working on some other projects, and you know, so it's just takes some time. 
And uh, you want that big table that just in case Mike Tyson's sitting across from your table. (laughs) So, yeah, I'll tell you what, I I didn't watch that interview with him and Joe Rogan, the second one, but I heard that he got a bigger table because of that. (laughs) So what did Mike Tyson seem like he was going to fight him or what? He just seemed like the old Mike Tyson. Really? Just aggressive. Yeah. Like yeah. call or what's his name? Cust Diamato. Like he was back and just gave him a pep talk before. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So so yeah, I can see why that feels like it would be a little nerve wracking. Yeah. <laughs> so uh so yeah, I, I mean we got we got this stuff going and uh the table coming. And then I have a, a custom desk being made in uh uh Arkansas uh by a guy, guy named Blake and I'm drawing a blank as to what the their their Instagram is, the company he works for, but uh he's building me a custom desk in his his own time. And uh I think that's going to be actually probably done before the table is going to be done. So he'll deliver it up here and then while he's here, he'll be sitting at the table like you are and we're going to be going over his paranormal experiences. Uh, because he's got stuff and he's like you know we could just record it when i'm there i said absolutely man he's like do you want do you want me to you know give you the whole rundown now i said absolutely not man like (laughs) (laughs) don't want to do it twice (laughs) no no like it's always best the first time and so that's what i I try to i try to uh, get people to understand is that like like if if you email me and i find your email interesting we're gonna record an interview and then after that point you know we like it's all you know judgment calls are made right but uh going into that that's how i like it because i like hearing people uh people the first time on the recording because they always tell it the best the first time around you know uh people tend to leave out details the second time they're telling you something it's just the same thing like when people are listening on podcasts and you always know when the host of the show is talking to somebody on video Mm. because the person on video will say it was this big yeah and the audience (laughs) listening is like i I don't know what this big is you know like can can we get a gauge here you know and so like it's the same thing where you know people will tell you a story and then they sit down with you a day or two later to do the recording and they'll leave out details because they're like, I already told him that. It's like, yeah, but you have to tell the world that. That's mm-hmm. actually a really important thing for the background of this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or they'll say, they'll say, like, I told you, I like I told you before, I don't want to bore you with the details. Like, no, you're not boring me. Like, we're right. here for the details, yeah. you know? And and yeah. you, you gotta tell the whole world. So. You come you become tired of your own story and then you also become more efficient in telling it, which an efficient story is not an entertaining story. Right. Exactly. <laughs> an efficient story is a manual. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. We want the the ins and outs, the, the gritty details. And uh, because and it's important because when it comes to the paranormal and stuff, I really believe that people uh the audience can help put things together at times by hearing all the details, mm-hmm. you know, like if, if you're telling your whole story and then at the end of it, people are like, you know, he said when he was a kid about five years old, he saw that thing out the window and it's not the window, but when he was 27 years old, this happened, it might be related. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't tell that little detail of seeing that one thing out the window because you already told me and it's just kind of like glossed over. Right. That's a connection that the audience may not be able to make and actually help the person telling the story down the road. So right. uh, those are those are things that I kind of look out for and stuff. But uh, anyways, so long story short, Blake's going to come <laughs> and uh, he, he's going to uh, bring the desk up when he's when it's finished and we're going to sit down at this table and, and record with him as well. Do you know what kind of wood it's going to be? They've got some really, depending on where he is in Arkansas, they've got some really pretty wood up there. I'll tell you what, it's nothing but the best. <laughs> the biggest, the best. <laughs> it's going to be heavy then. <laughs> it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> the most expensive. <laughs> okay, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, like 
uh, he did tell me, but I forget. Like yeah. like most of the stuff, like people, I think kind of uh, people who deal with me on a regular basis, like Joel from Van Tessel, we were just talking to him mm -hmm. and stuff. Actually, he he is going to be on your show, yeah, uh, which is pretty cool on the seventeenth. Yeah, and so I mean, we'll drop your show, remind, remind me and stuff. But okay. um, uh, so. So we, we were just talking to Joel and people that know me like Joel and my team that I film with and stuff, they know that like you could tell me something and I really might forget mm. because I just got so many irons in the fire. Like my my brain just can't hold all that information. Right. And so, uh, you know, he told me about the the uh, the the wood type and we discussed it. He's like, do you want this wood or that wood? And and I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know. What I, I, you know, you know what I told him? I said I said to him, uh, I said, you pick, man. I think yeah. that's what I said. I, I told him, I said, you're the artist here. I'm not going to tell you how to do your job. If you like it, I guarantee you all like it. Just do your job. That's just, the best thing you do, could have done. Do your thing, you know? That's the best thing you could have done. Because there's some people that, like, I, I carve spoons on the side. Like, I'm a spoon carver or a slod carver. Um, and the hardest spoons are the ones where the customers want a specific wood. Like, not all wood carves equally. Like, oak is not fun to carve with. Um uh, heartwood of mountain cherry is not fun to carve with because i'm not using power tools mm. i'm using hand tools but yeah leaving it up to the artist was a good decision good <laughs> I, I, I mean like i wouldn't want somebody and they do but i i don't i wouldn't want somebody telling me how to produce my podcast right. you know yeah. or tell me how to do interviews like right now there's there's probably like a, a thousand people that are saying what is he talking about he's just talking about this well get to the point there is no point literally i just told you like we're just we're having an open conversation today you brought on a farmer yeah i brought on i brought on a freaking farmer okay like this dude grows stuff you know so <laughs> well <laughs> yeah so he says right no but he, he really does uh, i was actually really impressed by uh the one video you guys put out so what tell people real quick about the the, the podcast or the, the youtube channel and the podcast real quick and then we'll get into texas so the the youtube channel is perma pastures farm perma pastures farm three separate words um and we focus on homesteading permaculture preparedness uh and they all tie within each other permaculture is a design science developed by bill mollison and he des developed it by studying indigenous cultures and what did they do to make sure they had food security and ultra also like a cultural security so he examined all these different uh, civilizations took what was useful compiled it into what's called permaculture and permaculture is nothing more than a, an umbrella or a toolbox full of tools that you use for the appropriate job um so one example is like uh, Jeff Lawton, who studied directly under Bill Mollison. He went to Jordan, which is below sea, sea level. Jordan, the country, it's below sea level, gets like maybe, maybe four inches of rain per year. And it's all in one event. And he's now greening it. Um, there's an, that's using the principles of permaculture. There's a guy named Alan Savory who is, it's either Alan Savory or Alan Nation, I can't remember, but he's using cows to grain the uh, Sahara Desert, and he's increasing the rainfall per year there. Really? Just by grazing cows correctly. What? And anybody- He's the rain man. He's the rain man. Wow. Anybody that is concerned with overpopulation of the earth, don't need you don't need to worry and anybody who's telling that is is lying to you and okay just conspiracy pushing. theories yeah we're starting early <laughs> anybody, <laughs> anybody who's pushing that is just wanting eugenics we can fit every person in the entire world in north america if designed properly and everybody is comfortable really yeah how proper design yeah <laughs> yeah and it that's what requires you do. proper design yeah. yeah and i'm a permaculture design consultant uh everybody in the house is certified to uh 
design permaculture. Mm. I studied under Jeff Lawton. Uh, both my parents have taken their PDCs under Jeff Lawton. Um, yeah, so perma pastures farm. That's what we talk so, about on and, the YouTube channel. And and you you went to you lived in Australia for this. Like this I this isn't something. In yeah, this isn't something that you uh, woke up one day as a senior high school. You're like, I think I want to be a farmer, and <laughs> no. you just start doing it. And you learn from YouTube videos. Like you literally traveled across the world and lived in Australia, camped in Australia. You killed snakes every day with a shovel. I went to war, dude. They don't have any guns over there, man. These snakes will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> They're aggressive. Just to learn. <laughs> The, the 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 art of of what you do of, of permaculture yeah it's amazing yeah that's, that's amazing and we just started a thanks to you we just started a uh podcast this earlier this week we have two episodes out now i love the name it's called permaculture pimp cast and for anybody just who's unaware of who we are and stuff like that pimp stands for permaculture is my passion so we've taken a nasty word, a dirty word, and turned it into something positive, something that can reach a group of people that wouldn't have otherwise been reached if we said, like, oh, this is the permaculture podcast. Well, yeah. that is actually a podcast. I didn't mean to shout him out, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can shout out at anybody, right? As long yeah. as they're quality people, we don't care. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Permaculture Pimp Podcast, everybody should check it out. And before, Permaculture Pimp Cast. Oh, that's what I meant. <laughs> Permaculture Pimp Cast. That's even a better sound. Uh, but, uh, you know, check it out. I, I actually did listen to a couple episodes today and uh, it it's really good and they're only going to get better. Guys, listen, uh, new podcasts always have things to work out and stuff. They're learning their identity as podcasters. They're YouTubers, but it's a totally different game when it comes to podcasting. And I think for the first two episodes that, that I listened to, uh, they did a really good job and they're only going to get better. So uh, awesome. do them a favor. Do me a favor as their friend. Uh, hit them up on your favorite podcast playing app before you hit play. Give them a five star rating review. Give them a, a review of I love this podcast. Then hit play and just trust me, you're going to like it. So I appreciate it. And if you have any gardening or homesteading or farming questions, we're actually going to start taking we're going to do a voicemail line on the podcast so you can ask your questions if they're long form. And also uh, you can send us your questions through Billy at permapasturesfarm.com. Billy is actually my dad. It's a father and son yeah. team. Actually, the f whole family's really in on it. When you listen to the podcast, you would uh, probably have a hard time to start discerning between the two of the two of you guys because you sound very similar really yeah I, I like like just right there really like that sounds like your dad <laughs> I, I i think i said this probably the last time you were on the show because you were on like an intro or something like that but mm. uh i remember the first time you came to my house Lindsay called me from downstairs and said that you were here and i was coming up the stairs and i heard you talking to Lindsay, and i was like Oh, Billy showed up and it was, it was just you. And I was just like, Oh, you know, like I was like, dang. Okay. Uh, but you know, that's, Hey, that's that your dad's an awesome guy. So that's not even yeah, like uh, an issue. I'm sure. I lucked out with dads. That's yes, for sure. Yeah, parents. Did. I lucked out with parents. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's your podcast. That's a YouTube channel. That's what you guys do. And, uh, I, I just, I brought him up earlier and stuff. I just, I do want to give him a shout out, uh, Joel from Van Tesla. Uh, you guys have uh, been hearing his music as the outro music for quite some time now. Uh, I've been playing a lot of his one song, Head in the Clouds. Fantastic song. I like that song. And then they just dropped last week, Shut Up and Drive. And that song is like on another level. And so, uh, I play a lot of their music because they're friends of mine and they're really good.
good artist, but Joel just uh, started his own. Well, he joined forces with Sean Chris uh, over at Kill the Mockingbirds podcast. And uh, it, it's if you like alternative thinking, listen, friends, a lot of it's not a secret anymore. Uh, people know that I produce other people's podcasts. I, I didn't advertise it for years. Uh, and some of the people that I podcast or that I produce for, they opted for not having a public connection with me, which is fine. I understand. I'm kind of, you know, crazy right. uh so like you know they're like we, we want you to produce for us but we don't want to be connected that's fine um but then there's people like charlie robinson and uh charlie robinson has a show called macroaggressions and i do produce that mm -hmm. show it's very much of an alternative thinking uh let's take let's think about the way the world operates and th and 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 moves and let's take the the different approach and think about this uh in an alternative way you know not mm -hmm. the mainstream way uh which is probably the mainstream way for a lot of my listening audience to be honest with you right uh but if you like the macroaggressions podcast with charlie robinson you are gonna like uh, uh sean chris and joel thomas uh over at kill the mockingbirds you can check them out as well uh they they're deep i mean like they go deep 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 uh if you want your brain to be fried check them out that's gonna be a good <laughs> oh i'm telling you <laughs> it's gonna be fun so yeah they're gonna be on your podcast uh this coming sunday the youtube channel the YouTube they're gonna channel. be on the 17th yeah okay they're gonna be it's gonna be a live stream actually it, i probably should have told them that but well, yeah. No, I think you did. I think you oh, did. Okay. I think you did. I I I just messed it up. Uh but yeah, no, they they're going to be on and they're going to be dropping knowledge and you and your dad I, I just I think it's going to be fireworks. So, in a good way, in a good way. Uh so yeah, all that said, guys, check out these podcasts and stuff, uh Kill the Mockingbirds, Permaculture Pimpcast, uh and uh and check them out as well. So, anyways, um listen, you have uh some things I want to talk to you about. So, uh we have you have some paranormal type experiences. You said it's nothing crazy and stuff, which is fine. You know, mm. uh, the show is based off of people who just have their ordinary people and they mm. contact me about their experiences. Um, but you do have an interesting uh, set of, or uh, you have an interesting grandfather and grandmother. Right. And uh, I, I definitely want to talk to you about them <laughs> yeah. because it's not every day I get to talk to somebody with that kind of story of, you know, your lineage and sense. Uh, but then maybe we can touch on some uh, weird things that have been happening this week. I know you were talking about earlier today, oh, yeah. stuff, the Georgia Guidestones, maybe even CERN, uh, how things kind of tie together and, and maybe do they tie together uh, stranger things. I know you said you don't really watch stranger things, but uh, you should because it's... I, know, I get the premise. <laughs> the Department of Energy, I know understand. what's going on. No, no, you don't understand until you watch the freaking show. But anyways, yeah. you know, not everybody's <laughs> perfect like me, so... <laughs> I've been busy watching people <laughs> which you just educated me on i have no idea what that is really but I, I maybe i'll check it out but um let's start off with your experiences and stuff do you want to start off with the shadow people or ufo let's do the ufo i figured you'd say that because every yeah. time i bring it up you say something about ufo first before the shadow people because the, the shadow people well we'll start with the shadow people just so i can talk about that real okay. quick the the shadow people when i was younger i would like occasionally whenever I'm sitting there like doing nothing as a little kid does sometimes like sitting there watching TV or something like that I out of the corner of my eye I would see a shadow flash like across like from one room to the other room like going across the hallway and stuff like that and I never really paid it attention I just thought it was my eyes messing up and it happened throughout my childhood really I mean even all the way up till uh, when I was working at like the sleep lab, I was a sleep technician at one point and I was, what have you not done with your life? 
you're a farmer, sleep lab technician, used to be an electrician. What else have you done? You're 27 years old, man. You have a whole a, life of experience. I used to work at a steel mill. I used to Jeez. be, I used to sell prefer equipment. I used to. All right, carry on. I've been I'm working just, for a while, I'm man. I'm very impressed by your 27 years of life. I started driving at 14, man. Oh, man. <laughs> That's okay. what happens when you live in Kansas. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the shadow people, I would see these like all the way up till I was uh, working at the sleep lab, which the sleep lab obviously inherit like it inherently invites certain entities to a sleep lab i mean people are coming there because they're having trouble sleeping and all of it isn't medical issues some of it we cannot fix with like medical treatment or cpap machine or anything like that obviously um but and i didn't even realize it was anything i thought it was just my eyes messing up until i started listening to your podcast and then i was like oh there's a thing called shadow people maybe that's what it was maybe it's still my eyes messing with me but i don't see it anymore so i mean there have been like huge changes in my life since since then so like becoming a more solid christian so maybe that's you think that's a reason why it, it that might be part of it yeah. interesting yeah because i'm not there was a incident for for reasons i can't really get into um there was an incident that occurred not too long ago that really woke the whole family up as to what spiritual attacks really are really yeah why can't you get into it it's, it doesn't involve just us yeah it's other people yeah, yeah there's other people that are involved that we i mean we just can't get into that i got yeah. you okay actually i think i remember you telling me and i remember yeah 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 we, can, yeah we can't blast that Teaser. on there. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe in a year from now yeah <laughs> hopefully okay. um but yeah, and then the, uh, so that's the shadow people. Nothing really, it's just like a bizarre thing. And then I finally made the connection years later as to what that could have possibly been. Uh, but the, as far as the UFO thing. So I, before you get into the UFO thing, okay. uh, I, I would say that uh, I too felt the same way as an adult uh, when I was in my apartment and I would see shadows going from my bedroom to my bathroom out of the corner of my eye. I would sit there thinking there was something wrong with me, you know, yeah. like I was like, okay, so my eyes are playing tricks on me or, uh, like, you know, something like that. Mm. Uh, and it, it really wasn't until I was doing this podcast and hearing other people's stories that I was like, I really think that actually was yeah, some kind of right. residual energy or something, you know, it wasn't just my eyes playing tricks on me. I, I, I know, you know, I'm not the most clever person in the world but i i'm also not the slowest either you know <laughs> and uh i didn't know what i was seeing and so uh i i understand where you're coming from where you're kind of second guessing yourself but uh yeah i think that's probably a lot of people who go through that they they just like ah oh, uh, they, they justify it yeah in their, in their heads they're like it's, just, it's me it's not yeah. you it's me you yeah. know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so uh yeah i just wanted to say I, I felt the same way yeah yeah it's uh it's interesting yeah uh, but as far as the UFO, you want me to get into that one? Yeah, now? let's do it. Yeah, so the UFO story I have. Now, me and two other friends, we were out in this field just like messing around as, you know, we're at a friend's house and we're just out in the field like messing around. We were high school age or something like that. And then all of a sudden, this is in uh, Bonner's, no, this is in Baser, Kansas. And maybe 20 miles away is Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. And while we're out in the field, we see this green orb like these like three orbs hovering over the direction of Lawrence, or leavenworth kansas and then like they're just like hovering around going in circles like just not really doing anything of any consequence and we're just sitting there watching them i took a couple photos uh dad still has the photo this was back in 2013 and dad still has the photo that i texted him i called him up and said hey i see ufos and he's like get a picture 
get a video. So it's on a crappy old 2013 phone, but we still have the picture. I'll send that to you. And then I guess you can post it wherever you want to if you want yeah, to. It's just like a green <laughs> ball. Yeah. It's nothing, you know, nothing spectacular. Um, and the UFO itself isn't really the spectacular part, and I'll get into that. But I took the picture, and then all of a sudden these helicopters come up from Fort Leavenworth, and they chase the UFOs away. Really? Yeah, they come up and chase the UFOs away. And that's not even the spectacular part. Every time I tell this story, I cannot remember who I was with. And I've, I've told the story multiple times and each per it's like, I can't like the more I think about it, I cannot picture the face of the people I was with. Well, every, they were friends. They were friends. And like, every time I told dad the story, he would know before I even told the story, he would have me tell it to him. Cause every time I told it to him, I would say that there were different people with me, not intentionally. I'm not lying about the, the situation. I, I'm not intentionally making up these people. It's just. I'm assuming it's certain people, and then when I really think about it, I can't. I can't tell you who was there with me. There were two other people there with me, but I can't tell you who. And I have absolutely no idea. Every time I try to think back, I can picture everything about the whole thing clearly, except for who was with me. I can't even picture their face. That's gotta suck because, like, <laughs> uh, th there's two people that you could talk to and say, "Hey, do you remember?" And you don't know who to talk to to ask, "Hey, do you remember?" To I have absolutely no idea. Even the kids house i was at i can't tell you whose house that was are you sure they were friends that you were with i mean how can, yeah. how can you even know there's a group of five possibilities <laughs> i've narrowed it down to five possibilities <laughs> there are there are two other houses i could have been at and five different people i could have been with at that time in my life okay yeah but i i can't tell you any more than that wow yeah i wow. i i have proof i was there i have proof there were ufos there can't tell you who i was with though Jeez, jeez, jeez. And the more I think about it, the more I frustrate, the more, uh, I can't talk. The more I talk about it, the more frustrated or think about it, the more frustrated I get yeah. trying to remember who is with me. And like, even right now, I'm getting pissed off about it because I can't, <laughs> I can't figure out who was with me. Uh, yeah, I can understand how that's frustrating, uh, knowing you went through an experience, but you can't remember who you went through. And the fact that you know you went through it, it's not even like your imagination because your dad was involved in it and you right. can confirm. I told him to send to take, take a picture. He took a picture. He sent it to me. So like we have proof that that night happened. Yeah. It's just you, you're not connecting the dots. Right. So, and so, I mean, like, and it's not like I can go back through and see like who I was going to high school with and was like, hey, did you see that UFO with me? Right. Did you see that UFO with me? Because then I'm just going to be the crazy person at the reunion, which I'm not going to go to. But, <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't. Hey, li listen, uh, I, I've been graduated from high school for almost 20 years. And uh, uh, at the 15 year mark, mm -hmm. they were trying to do this Facebook thing, getting the whole class together. Let's go out to blah, 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 blah. And nobody wanted to go. And they're like, we don't understand why. It's because. Nobody likes you, you know. Like, like, like the people we're organizing, we're like, we don't like you, and yeah. uh, we have Facebook. If we want to connect with each other, we can, and clearly, we don't want to connect with each other. Yeah, and uh, there's that. And even if I liked you guys, I wouldn't show up because I'm busy. I got things to do. Yeah, you know? I so don't know who has time. I don't to play go to high school games. <laughs> no. I, I don't really care. You, you guys didn't care that much about me when I was there. Now, now I'm a podcast, and you want to all be my friend, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but even if you did, high school is over. Yeah, <laughs> high school is over. high school is over man it's oh, over man. but um but there was another ufo experience um well pause okay. uh, before you go into that because i'm gonna forget what i was gonna say if you don't if we don't bring it back around uh so 
wh- where, where, where does that leave you feeling about that night? Knowing that you're not connecting dots, knowing that you had friends there, knowing it happened because dad can confirm it. Where does that leave you as to how, how you view what happened that night? You're going to think I got abducted, huh? You think I it was actually a, got something different for you. <laughs> really? I know abduction is like my standard line on the show. I'm like, you were yeah. abducted. Uh, <laughs> you want me to go do some regression? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I, 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 I got something else for you. I, I don't. I honestly don't know what to think of that. I night. know what to think of it. What, what is your opinion? Go ahead. Tell me what you think. Oh, you don't know. I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I really don't know. You were zapped by the men in black, bro. That's possible. I mean, we were 20 miles from Fort Leavenworth. You saw the helicopters chasing it away. What if there was a ground crew that came up and zapped all of you and you guys remember, maybe maybe the technology isn't up to snuff and they're like, we know it's going to erase something and you, just, it, you got the memory, but you, you can't remember who you were with. What if you were zapped, man? Maybe, maybe, Dude, maybe there I remember wasn't even getting a guy. there. I don't remember leaving. I'm saying, bro. I, I drove. Oh, dude. See, we're uncovering regression therapy right here. People, <laughs> listen, this is no extra charge to him, but for you, it will be. Continue. <laughs> I, yeah, dude, I remember getting there. I don't remember leaving. I, dude, I really can't tell you. Wow. Do you remember uh, what happened? Like, what, what's your, the, the first memory you have after the event? Is it like days after? Like, you can't remember connect dots between the event to that not later that night where you remember walking to your room? Or is it like the next memory you have is like three, four, five weeks later, you're talking to your dad about, you know, how you guys got a picture of a UFO. You just can't connect the dots as to how it all kind of came together. That, no, I don't remember any of that. Dude, I don't remember anything after leaving. Like the next memory I have is maybe like at school. Mm. Wow. Which could have been how long day was like that. Maybe like two days, but mm. like my, if you had ever met my dad, like my dad is, um, maybe one day. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But he, he's not the type of person to have not brought that up. Mm. Like it would have been brought up as soon as I got home and we would have discussed it for maybe like, does he remember a discussion days. about it? Yeah, I mean, he remembers everything about the situation. He remembers, like, who I said I was with at the time. He remembers who I was with at the time. He knows, like, he remembers every detail about it. Um, when I get home, I'll have to ask him, like, hey, did we talk about the UFO when I got home? Because I really don't. That's something we would have definitely talked about. Like, Dad isn't, he's not one to just let that that go. I mean, he will ask you questions about the most like mundane details. Yeah. Yeah. Just cause he's that, that type of person. He wants to know every aspect of what happened and if something isn't lining up, he's going to keep questioning until something makes sense. Yeah. As a good dad should. Yeah, as a good right? dad should. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Especially son, in high school. Yeah, yeah. So we need to know exactly what happened tonight. Exactly. Let me see your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was, man, that, that is crazy. I haven't even thought about that part. Yeah, man. I like think, the after part. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it my first thought with that whole thing was, was there tampering? So I, maybe I wouldn't have thought about this five years ago, mm-hmm. but the fact that uh, where we are in the world, uh, the government coming out, holding hearings about UFOs in the sky, like we just had a few months ago, like there's clearly a shift in the uh, collective consciousness in this country globally when it comes mm-hmm. to this topic, uh, which allows people like me to advance our thinking into uh, from uh, theorizing about certain things to having more uh, emotional confirmation about things. Maybe not factual, mm. but we're like, I'm pretty sure this happens because I know for a fact this happens, mm. which five years ago, I couldn't say that because they weren't t- saying this happens. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So like uh, the fact that um, they're coming out and they're saying certain things that we're, that, that they're, they're in possession of crafts that were not made here on earth and, and all that stuff, like which 
I think could be a huge psyop. Because of that, according to Carol Rosen, was it Carol Rosen? Carol Rosen? It is a psyop. According to her. I, I'm sure, I, like, yeah. like, no, I mean, I, I really think that we're participating in a massive psyop uh, without our ability to put pump the brakes on it. Yeah. Uh, because, like, if you're if you're one of the ones aware that you're you're involved right now, you're living through a psyop. You're one of the few that are awake to that idea, and everybody else is just pushing you through the the space of time with them participating <laughs> in this. Uh, and so. Here's here's what here's what I think. I, I I've come to this conclusion re- recently, and I, I'm not saying it's factual. I'm happy to be wrong. If somebody proves me otherwise, I'm fine with that. I don't care. I don't care about being wrong. There's no, no ego here. Yeah. Uh, I do believe personally at this moment. Now my thoughts could change a week from now, but I think that what they are showing us videos of UFOs in the sky and and Fra- uh, Fravor. I think it's how you pronounce his last name, Commander mm-hmm. Fravor. Uh, and what his experience, he's 100% truthful. These guys are 100% truthful, I believe. Uh, but I think it's ours. And I think we, we are testing our new technology on our professional fighter pilots to see how professional fighter pilots, pilots would react to such things in the sky so they mm-hmm. can properly project how their enemies would react to said thing in the sky. And that's how these things knew where they were going because it was us. Yeah, that, that's what I, I think. I think that's entirely possible, probably given... Probably from the technology given to them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, whether it's it's alien technology given to us, uh, re- uh, reverse engineered technology, <laughs> the real maidens, real <laughs> demonic, whatever you want to say it is, you know, like a, a fallen angel technology. Like we, you can go all down those paths, right? Mm-hmm. But I do think they, they're in the know, yeah. and I think that I think that hearing and the the the, the administration that there, whatever it is that the, the those two guys and what they're doing we're investigating and the guy's like up there he's like you know when i was a kid growing up i really liked star wars and i'm one of you i used to go to comic-con it's like no you're not one of us yeah. dude you're you, like like stop trying so hard because that's a red flag bro yeah like don't don't sit up there in congress telling us oh i used to dress up in costumes like we don't care about that dude <laughs> if you think we care about that it tells me that you're trying to play a psyop yeah you're, you're trying to get me to like we don't care about i don't cosplay. like you you look at you you're wearing a suit with stars on it i don't trust you you know so. <laughs> first of all you're wearing a suit i don't trust you <laughs> exactly but uh all that said and stuff i mean back, backtracking to the men in black situation uh I, I think that you know given the fact that we have all this information to us right now and they're admitting certain things right now it leads me to have the ability of the wiggle room to say okay if this is true then this, what I used to ponder and think, ah, it's probably just Will Smith. Like mm, it's yeah. it's more true to me today than it was five years ago. So yeah. so we know the men in black are real, right? And there's people today living that uh, probably you could consider a modern day man in black. I'm not going to mention his name right now because mm-hmm. you know I'm being respectful and I'd like to actually talk to him and let him say that to the audience. Uh, yeah. But um, the fact is. Uh, I do think that there there was some kind of organization that had men uh, involved in these things, and you could say they were the men in black. And I think that the technology is probably there to I, I, most certainly there. If Elon Musk is developing Neuralink and putting chips in our brains and getting and and his goal is for man to be able to control things with his mind, right? Mm. If Elon Musk, a private citizen, can do that, what the heck? 
yeah. what the heck goes behind the deep underground military bases doors with unlimited you know? taxpayer funding bro, bro unlimited <laughs> unlimited right and if so, they do run out they can just print more i'm saying man <laughs> like it, it's free money yeah. for them yeah. so i mean uh we're not selling gold or silver on this show yet <laughs> um but uh but yeah so i mean i, I think it's a possibility that hey you saw you have a memory and maybe the, the technology isn't perfected. Maybe they didn't have it dialed in properly or whatever. I don't know. But uh, what what if you saw you have a memory mm-hmm. of having the, the well, I'm assuming helicopters, fighter jets chasing these things off? It didn't even seem aggressive. It seemed like they just, they just popped up and then went towards the them and then just followed them for a while. It didn't seem aggressive at all. So it could have been ours, and they were just. It was what you witnessed was the the second half of the drill, you yeah. know. And also, how is it not aggressive? I mean, how would they not react aggressively? It's Fort Leavenworth. This isn't a joke. Sure, like, this is sure. Fort Leavenworth. Unless, unless they knew what it was mm-hmm. it, say it wasn't theirs yeah okay but they knew what it was and they're like we're not going to act aggressively because mm-hmm. we know what this is and it, if we act aggressively uh we all screwed kansas so, is gone yeah <laughs> bye bye kansas which no who thinks of kansas anyways when they're t- <laughs> i mean no, honestly like i just drove through kansas uh going out to utah a few yeah. weeks ago right and i was like well one is true it's really flat and uh there's not a whole lot here. That's, that's <laughs> Western Kansas. I lived in Eastern Kansas where there's actually a little bit of terrain. Oh, it'd it be popping out there. No, there's, it, a little, there's some hills. There's some good stuff there. Okay. <laughs> no, but, uh, I mean, it, there's certain states, and I, obviously if you're from Kansas, you don't feel this way because you live there, but there are certain states that the collective conscious in this country don't think about. Like everybody, right. whether you're in Kansas or Maine, you think about California. Right. You think about New York, you know? But I, can, I guarantee you, most New Yorkers, uh, most Californians, they're not thinking about Kansas. No. You know, <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Especially, Unless they're watching KU basketball and right. they're, yeah, <laughs> like, they're a Syracuse fan. <laughs> exactly. And they still don't connect the dots. It's like, yeah, I watch Kansas basketball, but I thought that was a city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So it, it's just, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, um, yeah I, dude, I, I really think that there's a possibility that you may, whether you witness a, a, a UFO and them coming in to intervene, or maybe you witnessed a UFO and they're coming up and saying, all right, let's take our drone UFO thing over here now and land it where it's supposed to. This is just a part of the process. You witnessed it. And then, you know, maybe some dudes came out and Humvees. They they gave you the little flashy roo and you, you just don't remember. How else do you explain this this forgotten memory? I mean, they could have also gotten me. At, I, I went to public school. They could have got that me any time in like school. <laughs> yeah. So I'm aware of the crap they try to pull. <laughs> but, uh, the uh, Yeah, I went to public school, so they could have got me at school. I mean, they could have got me really at any point, And obviously, I don't remember it. But yeah, I mean. Oh, dude, can you imagine? Can you imagine the men in black coming into your school to get you and you were running through the halls, jumping trash cans, <laughs> scrambling for the window. You were halfway out. They caught you by the back of your pants. They pulled you in. They flashed. And you don't remember any of that action. Yeah, that would suck, man. I went to all that, did all that cool stuff, jumped over trash cans, busted through the right? razor wire windows. Yeah, oh, man. Oh, man. Shoot, And dude. I don't remember any of it, dude. I just, re- I just laid out an action movie. Yeah, that's... Uh, you know, you're gonna have to collect royalties. Right. On that one, that's, that's if anybody saying. takes that, that's that's my life, y'all. I'm telling you, dude. Like we're we're working on some things uh, behind the scenes. Well, I've been talking about it on Instagram, but I don't know if I should talk about it. I won't talk about it. If if certain things, if you if you tune into the Instagram, hey, this is a good reason for uh, for me to promote the Instagram. I, I I spill the beans on Instagram lives a lot that I shouldn't, and my team is like, yo, bro, like 
you might want to back off with saying certain things. And I'm yeah. like, what? I don't get it. You know, Tony dropped some info on his Instagram. I like do. he is a very active in for Instagram. I, I, it's been dormant the past few months because of the move and stuff. But I finally, the renovated office is here. Now we're just waiting for the furniture, but I'm here. I'm working again. It mm. feels great. And part of that process is getting back on the Instagram lives, saying hi to people. I go in there, I go live with no agenda. I start mm. talking people start commenting. I read the comments and then their comments feed more conversation. And I go for an hour sometimes yeah. or more. Wow. Uh, but anyways, I drop a lot of stuff on there that I'm not going to drop here because I'm trying to be more guarded because I'm, tr- I guess, in this rare moment of sanity, I'm trying to be more clear minded. Uh, and, and <laughs> <laughs> but uh, th- there's some really big things coming down the pike, possibly. And if if they if they develop and they happen, uh, obviously, the listening audience will be tuned into that and, and made aware awesome. um, but if you want to get the behind the scenes information when Tony just starts talking and, and has no filter you want to tune into Instagram so go yeah, ahead his Instagram, Instagram is awesome <laughs> yeah. so, um, uh, anyways so those are your UFO stories you had another UFO story right right okay. yeah and it's just a brief small one I was actually on the phone with that I was in uh, Taos New Mexico I was studying at the Earthship uh, Biotexture Academy I was learning how to build Earthships and stuff um, Tell people what Earthships are before you go any further. An Earthship is like the ultimate uh, permaculture house. It uh, provides your, it's like passive solar and heating. There's a greenhouse up front. It collects all your water. You're on solar panels, so it collects all your energy. Um, it uses the water four times. It's built with tires. If you want more, like it's a very in-depth, like complex system. Yeah. Not not too complex. Like you'd easily understand it, but you just need to see a picture. So if you Google like Earthships, that's what you would find out. It was actually based off uh, Noah's Ark. Like you needed everything on Noah's Ark oh, to survive. Oh, that fiction story. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you needed everything on Noah's Ark to survive the flood, right? Uh-huh. So your house needs to have everything you need to survive the coming flood. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what kind of where it came from. Interesting. Um, but I was out there, like I was driving back to Earthship Biotexture at night, I'm talking to Dad on the phone, and all of a sudden there's like this red orb that like shoots down i think it's a shooting star at first and it shoots down from the top of my like windshield it's up in the sky and it shoots down from the top left of my windshield shoots down to like about the middle of my windshield and i'm still thinking it's a shooting star until it shoots off at an angle back towards the right side of my windshield and then it just like zooms off in a hurry and like disappears Mm. and i'm on the phone with dad while this is happening i'm like hey this is a ufo there's a ufo right in front of me and there was no time for me to get the camera out or anything like that but sure yeah that was it that was which i think there's a ton of activity that happens or that you're able to see in those high altitude deserts because the atmosphere is so thin i was at like seven thousand feet the atmosphere is so so thin i mean you really realize how much stuff is moving up in the night sky when you're in a high altitude desert like that mm. yeah yeah or if you do like a long exposure photo yeah it's crazy yeah <laughs> yeah I, I I like how the, the new iPhones, they have the long exposure mm. and you can take really good night photos and stuff. Uh, and I uh, I have a, a Sony a7 that takes really good night pictures it's yeah. similar similarly and um, it, it, it you really can see a lot with with that and it's just it's kind of cool and I actually think it's kind of cool for the the idea of uh, ghost hunting if that's what you want to call it oh, like yeah. you can go out to like an old building and you know I, I would suggest putting your phone on some kind of tripod to hold it still mm. but do that and it takes great night pictures and if you take a picture of like say an old building you know maybe you'll see something in the window that you normally wouldn't see and stuff i know if you got to fix that microphone oh, go ahead. it keeps dropping i know it keeps something. dropping i don't know why you got to tighten it a little tighter there junior 
Uh, That's as hard as I can get, man. No, I, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I, hey, I, I, like I said, this is the first time I've ever used these stands. It's uh, these tabletop stands where it's like a heavy bottom and stuff. And yeah. I, I bought them uh, a couple of years ago for when I do live stuff and I just never got a chance to use them yet. So You're good, man. Yeah, we use the same ones at home. Um and it does the same exact thing. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Cheap things. All right. Well, uh, Gator Gator Frameworks. You got, you got to improve the design here, guys. Yeah, okay? you need to stick your gasket. Yeah. She's a whiz. <laughs> I'll tell you. Throw them under the bus. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So um, that that's interesting about the the UFO. And when you when when you see that kind of stuff, it, it's easy. Like you said, uh, is it shooting stars and meteor? Am I seeing things? But when the thing changes direction, yeah. when you see them changing speed, uh, changing colors, you're like okay, all right, logical brain out the window. Mm. Bring in at least this is the way I remember. Bring in all the other alternate theories, guys. Yep, it's- we're <laughs> we're going down the hole tonight. What are we looking at? It's open you for know? interpretation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And my interpretation is a little. Crazy. <laughs> Especially when you see it change directions with no acceleration. Yeah. Like there's no change in speed at all. It just is going one direction and then all of a sudden it's going another direction. And any human that would have been in there would have died unless it was like anti-gravity, which I guess it would have been like, yeah, that's, yeah. It's interesting when you talk about that stuff, like the idea of any human would die moving that kind of G-force and all that stuff. Uh, I, I understand the the idea behind it as far as we understand science and t- physics and all that crap to be somebody mm. would die. But what if there is this like other type of technology that they created within the craft or just on the outside of the craft that cr- that it, that changes the environment of the craft so that any biological beings there don't feel the effects of the g-force that the craft is going through it's like a force field like i know i'm going down science fiction but hey we're living in a weird world no i think that's what bob lazar was talking about Um, oh see i'm as smart as him guys (laughs) well no the when he was he was talking about like how are people like or how are the entities doing it without dying yeah and he explained it was like the um the mode of transportation that they were using it was like creating a vacuum in front of the the ship so it was constantly falling into like a vacuum like a gravity vacuum or something gotcha um and he explained it way better than i just did but that's basically how they're not dying turning 90 degrees at like however many thousands of miles they're going interesting (laughs) but yeah it's based on like their means of propulsion i think bob lazar is ironically even after appearing on rogan and being around for so long with such a consistent story, he's massively underrated in my mind. He's not talked about enough mm. uh, in, in the UFO circles, and maybe it's his fault. I know he's guarded. He doesn't yeah. do. He doesn't like I, guys. Trust me, people today to this day, you should have Bob Lazar on show. It ain't if it was that easy, <laughs> he'd be on everybody's show. Like, listen, I, I'm no Joe Rogan. Yeah. I don't have that kind of pull, you know. Uh, I wish I've tried. Trust me, I've bought his artwork. I've had him sign it just so I could put in the notes. Please come on my show. I've yeah. done it, guys. I've done it. Like I went on his website. I ordered. I ordered his sketches and. and and had and selected the option of having him sign it, and you have to say, "Well, sign it to what the, the specific yeah. the message." And I'm like, "You can sign it to Tony Merkel, and please come on my show." <laughs> <laughs> and, and I get the signed thing, but it, you know the email stays silent. I wonder how many purchases he gets just like that. I'm like, sure. Please come dude. on my show. All of his I, all of his customers are people with buckets. Like like I'm saying like like if his art goes up in price, you know why? Because he's trying to sift out all the people trying to get him. <laughs> It's like it's like five hundred dollars piece, and all the podcasts are like, okay, never mind. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I'll pay five hundred dollars if I can oh, get man. Bob Lazar on the show straight up. Like, that would, yeah, that I've would never paid for for, sure. for 
somebody to come on the show before, I would pay for that yeah. straight up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, like I'm, I might sell my truck, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the one you just got. Yeah, you know, but uh, probably not. But still, yeah. my wife would kill me. Well, you got you got to back up. What do you mean? Right. Huh? You have two vehicles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worst case scenario. Yeah. It's worth it, right? For Bob Lazar. Yeah, probably. Yeah, she'll understand. She she won't understand, but it's easier to ask for forgiveness, right? Right. Then we use that quite a bit. Then uh, permission. Yeah. 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 Permission. Thing. There's a word out there I'm supposed to get with this phrase, and can't think of it. Thank you. Permission. Yes. That works. (laughs) Uh, Listen. So yeah, you were zapped by the men in black. You saw a UFO. We talked about Bob Lazar. Listen, like those are your personal experiences, Right. right? Uh, let's kind of zoom out a little bit because you're, you're, uh, your farmer will, mm-hmm. you know, and you do all that stuff, but you do look into alternate thinking. I, I don't know how to describe it. Cause I, I, I very much hesitate to, uh, cause I, I, I do think it's almost like a slap in the face in a sense when I describe people like you or Charlie Robinson or Joel from Van Tesla, uh, as conspiracy theorists, mm. uh, conspiracy realists, conspiracy analysts. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's not a whole lot of theory behind a lot of the stuff because of the cards being laid on the table. So you yeah. you do go down that road. And uh, you were talking circles around me earlier today with something I forget. Again, I, f- I forget a lot of stuff. Uh, but we talked about a lot of stuff we, today. We did. We did. <laughs> we, 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 we were on other podcasts, and it's just like we were just all over the place. So, uh, it, like, so what was I saying? <laughs> we were talking about what we talked about earlier. <laughs> about, like, a uh, so, conspiracy thinking. So, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we got a couple of things that happened this week, and uh, th- th- I just kind of want to dive into conversation. I don't know where it's going to go because I think I even told you to pump the brakes. I-, I remember telling you, "Don't tell me." Yeah, but stop talking about this because save it for the recording. You yeah. know, I hate doing repeat conversations. If you want me to quit the show, all you have to do is make me do a conversation twice for every interview. <laughs> I-, I will quit the show. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to do it, it, repeat a conversation where I know what I'm going to ask and I know mm-hmm. what the answer is going to be. I will smash my face off the table repeatedly i get it uh, it would drive yeah. me nuts so, i get it yeah I, I just need you to to keep it fresh um so we're we're let's uh let's start off with what people are saying is the cause cern what are Ooh. your like so cern fires up this week mm-hmm. um and in my world people know what cern is right and i assume that if I know what CERN is, everybody knows what CERN is. Uh, not true. Right. You know, and I'm finding that out. And so, like, I have uh, my neighbors. And listen, I moved to Tennessee. I am surrounded by freaking awesome people. My neighbors, they moved from California. They're freaking awesome. Living right next door. They're doing their li- They got a better uh, garden than me. You've seen the garden. You know? <laughs> yeah, they have a good garden. It's growing. It's big. Yeah. And they're doing the composting. They're doing yeah. their thing. And I'm like, yeah, these are my people, yeah. you know? And we, we've been over to their house for dinner and the kids play together. I'm just like, man, I've really found my spot, right? Yeah. And so because I've gotten so comfortable with them, uh, the, the, she, she and, and, and Marco, her husband, uh, we have this group text thread and she, she asked about the Georgia Guidestones. Mm. And, uh, I I I kind of told her what the Georgia Guidestones were, but then I was mowing my lawn the other day, and again I forget things, right? Yeah. And so 
I, I'm listening to uh, Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero. I love him. I, I, I've been listening to him since middle school. I would like, like, okay, so we were talking earlier with Big Josh from uh, Black Diamond Guns and Gear, mm-hmm. and uh, we we're talking about fanboying. Now that I think about it, I wouldn't fanboy with Cl- Clyde Lewis, but I would be extremely appreciative to be able to spend an hour talking to the guy. I would annoy him to no end. It, it's like, <laughs> like, 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 like he is a huge, a very huge uh, reason why I think the way I think today. I spent years driving truck, listening to Clyde Lewis every day, mm. and the way he thinks is like nobody I've ever seen before. He's able to entertain any possibility without giving a like and, a yes or no towards it. Right. He it's and and educate you. Mm. He's not just saying like, well, being wishy-washy. He is going to give you real information without telling you what to think. And that is one of the biggest things I picked up from him over the years. Listen, when I do this show, we interview people and some people have crazy stories that you never thought uh you'd ever hear outside of a Hollywood movie set, right? Mm. And at the end of the interview, when I'm done recording with them and I release that conversation to the world, it's up to the audience to decide what they think. Mm. How do you view this? What do you think? I'm not sitting here to tell you what to think, how to view things. If, if you should believe, not believe, that's your decision. And I picked up that whole philosophy and mindset from Clyde because that's how he is. Yeah. And, and I, I, I love it. Anyways, um, I was listening to him and uh he was doing a cern show mm. and i was like yeah man he's dropping bombs <laughs> he he's talking about oak ridge which is right next to me yep you know and he was talking about how oak ridge yeah i'll say it. Uh, he was talking about oak ridge oh should i say it you got it i won't say what i but i told you should i say you all right let, let me just <laughs> let me just start off with the oak ridge and we'll see how where this goes okay um so yeah, I might say it. So uh, <laughs> they're just like, shut up, I just say it. Uh, listen, I'm really excited that I'm in the studio these days. This is I'm, I've been chomping at the bit to do this. Um, so he was talking about CERN and Oak Ridge and how now Oak Ridge is where they developed the nuclear bomb, right? Uh, the one that was dropped in Japan for World War II, mm. and. Uh, it's a top secret facility to this day. You ain't getting in there. I know somebody who is hired to be a sniper over there. Mm. Uh, and yeah, I just met him this past week and and he's an interesting dude for sure. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'd like to have him on the show or a show because I'm thinking about t- starting. I'm not going to call it this, but I'm thinking that along the lines of the Tony Merkel show or something. Yeah. I'm not going to call it that. It sounds so corny, but just that I talking idea, about whatever you want to talk about. Whatever I freaking want to talk about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, some, like they, listen, there's sometimes I don't want to talk about paranormal. There's other, there's other interesting people I find in the world that I'm just like, dude, you survived a bear attack. Let's talk about it. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's not paranormal, but let's talk about it. You know? Uh, so he's one of those guys that he's mm. very interesting life. Uh, um, but uh, he's he's over there, and uh, CERN has uh, not only are they doing nuclear physics and and nuclear science, uh, they also have a uh, I said CERN I meant Oak Ridge. Yeah. They they have a particle accelerator over there like CERN. Oh, they do. It, it's just a smaller one. But I don't it, care it, how big it is. No, I know, I know. <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's the thing, dude. Here's the thing. Okay, Oak Ridge. So we have particle accelerators in this country. Like mm-hmm. they, they're not just in Oak Ridge. There, there, there's several. I think there's one in Utah, Nevada, something there out there. But there, there's several. Uh, but Oak Ridge, not too long ago, I think 2019, 
2020, mm. they uh, talked about how they are. It, I forget the name of the the it, the experiment. It's probably not an experiment, but whatever they're calling it, uh, it, it's called Mirror Something. I forget what it's called. Mirror Something at Oak Ridge, and they were talking about trying to open portals, and people freaked out. And when they freaked out, people were like, they were like, oh, that was like tongue in cheek. We weren't, we were just kind of kidding. Right. It's like, dude, you're a scientist. You don't, you don't just kid. You don't have a sense of humor, yeah. you know? And speaking of scientists <laughs> at Oak Ridge, dude, I'm th- th- just this past week, I met a guy, a guy who's a sniper over there. I met one of their scientists. Oh, wow. I know one of their scientists. No sense of humor, huh? Oh, I don't know. I didn't get, oh. I didn't, I didn't get to know him that well. That wasn't a lead into that. I don't know. Uh, he seemed like a very pleasant individual, very nice guy. And, uh, I, I was like, that's really cool, you know? So I'd like to talk to him, but I'm sure he's going to be like, no, uh, there's nothing paranormal going over here. You're crazy. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. I probably am crazy, but you know, let's talk about it. You know? <laughs> so, uh, but, um, yeah. So there's that. We had that right in our backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, then there's CERN overseas. And I assume that people just know what CERN is. Uh, but backtracking to my neighbor, I'm on my lawn and I'm listening to Clyde Lewis talking about CERN and, uh, the, 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 my neighbor, she's carrying some, you know, garden stuff. And I stopped my lawnmower because in my head, I'm thinking, oh, she just texted me about CERN the other day. She texted me about Georgia Guidestones. Yeah. And I stopped my, and I'm like, I'm listening to a, a, a talk right now about CERN. She's like, oh yeah, what is that? I'm like, you don't know what CERN is? Yeah. I'm like, how do you not? And, I, and then it hit me. I was like, oh, we were talking about Georgia Guidestones. Play it off, play it off, play it off. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so, she's not ready. <laughs> yeah, no, but I did. I dropped the knowledge on her and she's like, I want you to tell me more about CERN. I was like, oh, oh I, I, I told her, I, I said, I said, listen, it, it gets deep. It gets yeah. real deep. And she's a, she's a school teacher. And uh, so, uh, but it's really cool to have neighbors that are open to this kind of stuff. Like when I remember uh, they asked me, what, so what do you do for a living? I was like, uh. How long do you have? (laughs) (laughs) That's a hard question for people who don't have nine to five jobs. Yeah. Like it's hard for me to explain to people what I do without, you know, going like making them go crazy because I won't stop talking. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Uh, And and so like, it's funny. Um, And it depends on who you're talking to as to how you describe what you do for a living. Right. Right. So like, uh, say I'm at church and I'm meeting some new church people, you know, we're in a new church kind of thing. uh, And they're like, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a podcaster. Yeah. Well, that obviously goes to the next question. What do you talk about? You're right. And with the church people, what am I going to say? Oh, I talk to people about demons and witches and I talk to Satanists. We're like, <laughs> get behind me, <laughs> Satan. You know, like, so I, I, uh, I'll, I'll lead in with the, uh, oh, I run a media company. Mm. Oh, really? What do you do? Oh, uh, we, we pod- have podcasts over there. We do podcast production or we're doing films and right. working on books and comic books and coloring books for children and cartoons possibly in the future and yeah. kind of bury it like that and stuff just to let them get familiar with me before I hit them with the heaters, you know, because right. eventually it's going to happen. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I, I can't not be myself, but right. I can kind of give you who I am without giving you all of me. Do you know about Dogman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, isn't that a kid's cartoon? Not really. Not really. It's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, so she didn't know. And so I assume that people know and they don't know. So there's that, CERN. CERN mm. fired up this week and it is a particle accelerator in Switzerland and France. It goes underneath ground 17 miles in diameter. It goes underneath the border of both countries and they smash particles together. And their, their goal, their mission 
mission is to uh, basically uh, re-engineer, re, uh, uh, re uh, deconstruct reality to find what the essence of reality is made of. This uh, Higgs boson uh, a particle is what they're looking for. And uh, we call it the God particle. And they did find it. I think they found it in 2018, 2017, something like that. Mm. I think 2018. Uh, they did. They found it, right? And, and, uh, and, and, and what is that? Like, what, what, like, is it stable? You know, certain, the CERN scientists would say, yeah, it's stable. It's fine. You know, mm -hmm. uh, really, <laughs> you know, like, 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 maybe you want to think about this. Well, we, we, we know for a fact it's fine. You know, like, like we'll, we'll talk about, you know, they'll, they'll say, uh, yes, yes. Black holes technically are, are possible, yeah. but if they're possible, they're just these tiny things that are just blips and they just poof. And then they're gone. They're not going to grow and suck the whole universe. In. It's like, how do you know though, without actually doing it. If you have a statue of Shiva out in the front lawn, I'm saying, dude, no. you're not doing anything good. It's the goddess of destruction. I'm saying, <laughs> she like, doesn't have a side job. <laughs> so, like, like what? What is that? I mean, we're talking about, uh, uh, like, literally, probably the most, at least, public world-leading scientist organization. They have tens of thousands of world-leading scientists working there. It's underneath two countries. It's underneath two countries. They're yeah. breaking grounds with science. They're smashing particles together at almost the speed of light. They're setting new records every day. Like That's a huge investment and, for something you don't know is going to... Like, if you're claiming that you don't know what's going to happen or you have theories about what's going to happen... So you build a, was it like 22 mile long underground tunnel that works at speed of light, like almost the speed of light and you're shooting particles together and you don't know what's going to happen. You invested a lot of. Theoretically, you know, theoretically, happen, yeah, but uh, you haven't applied it yet. Right. And you have Shiva on your front lawn. Yeah. And when you open a new tunnel, you have some weird ritual ceremony that you say, oh, it's just a dance party. Yeah. It ain't no dance party, dude. <laughs> I've seen it. Okay. And that gives me the Satan vibes all over, you know, right. <laughs> like, I'm like, like that's evil in there. You know what's going on. <laughs> you know what's going on. There. It ain't nothing good. <laughs> I'm just like, yo, seriously, bro. It's like, like, I know I'm not the brightest dude, but stop treating me like I'm the slowest dude. Yeah. <laughs> and before we start going opening portals and stuff like that let's find out what's in the ocean i'm saying <laughs> let's get like, to the bottom of that first so so the guy i met that's the sniper over at oak ridge and stuff uh he's one of the country's best snipers we ever had in the in the military wow. uh and and it was fourth of july we were at a party and so i don't know if he was serious or if he was in a few deep and he just said something to be jokey and not knowing who i was because he didn't know what i do oh, for a living yet man like i dropped the bomb after i let him share the details yeah. you know i was like oh by the way you just <laughs> yeah. told the wrong person bro <laughs> i've been talking for yeah. six months trying to get this information <laughs> but uh he's like he's like yeah I, I, he's because like, um i forget how how we brought it up and stuff but uh he, he was in the military and uh and he's like, I just got hired over at, at uh, Y12. And um, I was like, oh, really? What do you do over there and stuff? And he's like, I'm a sniper. And I was like, really? And he's he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, um, I, I got I got to shoot what comes through the portals or something like that. He he said something of that nature to me. And I was just like, what? Sounds like they're harvesting like, aliens over there. I was like, here's some water, sober up, meet me over there in five minutes. We need to talk. You know? <laughs> like, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, you just hit my funny bone. Yeah. 
he goes, and he had no idea who he was even talking to. He at had that no point. idea, man. Like he was like, I was, I was like, should I tell him? You know, oh, I man. told his wife or his girlfriend. I don't know who, it, but like, it, it, like she and he and she knows. I was just texting him today and stuff. He's a pretty chill guy. Oh, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I would like to have him in for a conversation one day. That just would to be talk. awesome. Like he has so many stories just from his service. Mm. Like it, 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 I mean, seriously, I don't even want to say even the direction it's going to go in because if it if it happens, I want to let him do it because what i don't want to i don't want to put him in an awkward position right but he's got some amazing stories just does he want to talk about it because like right. like anybody listening that's been in the service reality is sometimes people had to do things that they were not proud of you know and so i don't sometimes know it i don't took know him a long time to get over what they had to do right and i don't know his details but if right. it is the in that direction and he doesn't want to share i don't want to go into details that could lead to people to think that he has had done things that he regrets you know right. what I mean? so yeah. i just just trying to play it safe all around but a really cool dude uh i met the scientist dude like i was just like the jackpot you know <laughs> so yeah i mean so anyways we got served firing up this week uh first time uh it's fired up in i think three four years and they're saying they're going to run it for an entire year and so uh if this week is result of CERN, then we got a long year to go yeah so they're going to run it all year long and wow yeah that doesn't seem like like it's never been it's there have been disasters every single time they ran it yeah. like this isn't a yeah. beneficial thing for anybody and i they have to know what is going on there's no way they don't know what is happening every time they fire that thing up and coincidentally i don't know if it is coincidence or if it's correlation or what but you know the georgia guystones just mysteriously blew up really at the same time yeah so what wh- <laughs> is that coincidence are they related <laughs> what is happening uh you know uh all right, before we get into that, yeah. okay, I just want to put this question out to the audience. Uh, and I asked this on IG, on my IG Live again, go to the IG. Uh, and people actually, it surprised me. I, people were really on board for this idea. And I just would like to hear from the listening audience. Uh, just go to our IG on this show's uh, picture for the show art. Just comment, yes, I would love to have that or no, don't waste your time or whatever. Mm. Uh if I could, there's a possibility, probably not strong, but there's a possibility I might be able to get a scientist from CERN on the show. Oh, wow. Uh, if I can get that scientist on the show, he is not going to give us what you want to hear. He's mm. not going to talk. He's he's going to shoot down every conspiracy theory thrown at him about CERN. Uh, would Knowing that, would that be... Uh, an interview you'd still like to hear because the way i would approach it is let me ask you what cern is pick your brain about it just an open conversation and i would ask him what do you why do you think the the organization of cern whoever the decision makers are put shiva on the front lawn do you as the scientist know what shiva is why what 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 do you say as to purpose of that is i'm assuming you're not part of the statute committee uh why do you think that you guys held this ceremony? Do you personally, as a human being, the facts aside of what you know it to be, do you, from the outside looking in, 
can you see why people would think it's uh, some kind of satanic ritual? D- d- mm. Does it not give you creepy vibes as a scientist? Those are kind of questions I would ask him. Uh, but knowing that he's going to say, no, the black holes are impossible or they, they, they will not hurt us. And, and no, uh, CERN is perfectly fine. It's not reversing time or anything like that. Like, like he's going to give us the, the, mm-hmm. the stereotype answers. Would that be of interest to the audience? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Especially if you use like the Socratic method of debate with them. Um, a lot of a lot is going to be revealed just by asking correct questions. Uh, yeah, I think if you use the Socratic method of debate, it would be highly effective against a person like that. Well, that would require me to know what that is. You got time. <laughs> you got time. I'll hook you up, man. <laughs> okay, Socratic method. Of, yeah. Okay, I just talk to people. It's, it's a highly it's a highly effective way to to get information. It's not like um. It's not underhanded or anything like that, but you're asking questions that require a response. Mm. And based off that response, you ask another question and you can get exactly the information that That, you need. That might be hard for me. Like, I just kind of say whatever comes to my mind. So you're good. What comes to your mind is most likely the correct. You were partially doing it just now. Whenever you were asking, like shooting out the questions you were going to ask them and stuff like that, you were on the right track of the Socratic method of debate. Yeah. I just fell short a little bit. I'll figure it out. So, good, man. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, we 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 possibly gonna do that. I mean, I, I listen. If people really want it, I'm I'll really try hard to pursue it. Uh, yeah. I, I just can't guarantee it's going to happen because I mean, he, he might be looking at me and be like paranormal podcast, know what you want to talk about. And I just don't feel like that headache today. You just don't know. What was that one book? Um, it talked about CERN. It was like a, fi- um, it was a fiction book, uh, angels and demons. The Dan Brown book. Yeah. Yeah. He talked about, yeah, angels and demons. And, uh, it was like a whole, it was like, uh, it was a fiction book. Yeah. Um, I think they made a movie out of it. Tom Hanks was in it, right? I don't know. Tom Hanks is not a good dude. I don't like him. Well, it's a perfect movie for him though. Because he's talking about angels and demons, but it talks about, it talks about, um, Oh, oh that, that? no, 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 you, we can't, we can't. Oh, okay. Uh, angels. Okay. Now that I'm thinking about it though, Tom Hanks movie, angels and demons, it sounds very Da Vinci-esque type. It's the same writer. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, the Da Vinci Dan Brown, I think, was his name. But they talk about CERN in the movie, and um, like they had created antimatter, and somebody stolen the antimatter from CERN, and now they're just causing havoc across the world and stuff like that. You know, is that predictive programming? I'm saying it probably already (laughs) happened. Yeah, you know, we may not even remember it. The people who did it may not remember it because they shifted this into a completely different time frame, time zone, universe, parallel universe. I don't freaking know. (laughs) I may not be the original Tony. I don't get it. All I, I know is it probably happened. You know, yeah. If you ha- if you put a gun to my head and said make a decision, I'd be like, okay, yeah, probably, it probably, it probably happened. happened. Yeah, it probably happened. So, do you think it ties in with the the Georgia Guidestones? Uh maybe, maybe. Uh, if not, if if nothing direct or whatever, like maybe just the 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 um, it would. I think it would require CERN to legitimately be connected to. Uh, the motivations of the Georgia Guidestones. So the Georgia Guidestones and the motivations behind their erection. So, but the 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 fact that you know there, there's debate as to what what why they were erected. So um, the 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 official line is that there was the Cold War, and we were really worried. People were really worried that'd be nuclear fallout. So there's this fictional person, R.C. Christian, not his real name, approached a banker, said, I want this design built. I need a loan for it. Boom. 
uh, under conditions of you had to promise you never really reveal my identity. Mm. The uh, granite company that built the structures, once they have built them, they had to go and burn all uh, documentation of it. It had to be all hush hush, right? Why though? Right. So yeah. they, they built these, they built these things because they wanted to leave rules for humanity. The surviving humans after the fallout, they needed some kind of understanding and rules of life. The new 10 commandments is the, what they go by is the new right. 10 commandments. They're, they're written in, I think eight different languages. The first one is limit the global population to 500 million people. I think that's, that's at the bottom. No. Are you sure? I mean, probably not Mandela effect. I'll claim. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the list. Okay. But, uh, but then, but then, as the as some of these other rules pop in, I mean, some of them on the surface, you're like, yeah, it it, it makes you like let's let's take care of the planet. Most you know? of them, except for two, I think, are like general good statements, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there 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 is that, right? So that that's the official state. And I talked to the guy. There's only one person in this entire world who knows who the true identity of RC Christian is. The guy's like 93 years old. Talked to him on the phone for like 30 minutes. Won't give it up. Wow. And I was actually thinking about going down and visiting him in Georgia. But since what happened this past week, I don't know if that would be like a red flag to any kind of agency. And they're like, Whoa. I bet you can't even get in contact with probably, that dude right now. I have his number. I mean, I could call him again. But I mean, yeah. uh, and in fact, you know, what's crazy is that about a week after I talked to him on the phone, he called me and I missed the phone call. Oh. And uh, talk about like memory forgetting for months. I would for, like, like I saw I missed. I'm like, oh crap! I gotta call him back, and I would forget, and I forget, and every time I remember, I couldn't call him because in the moment, like I'd be like in church praying to Jesus, and I'm yeah. like, oh, I gotta call him, you know, <laughs> and, and then I forget when I get out of church, you know, uh, and so like, like it's been so long now, it's like, ah oh, man, it's like almost starting over, you know. But I don't know why he called me back because I called him out of the blue. He had no idea who I was. Yeah, I I did my my snooping. I got his personal phone number. I called the house and his wife answered the phone and she's like, there's a guy on the phone that wants to talk to you about the Georgia Guidestones. And he's like, huh? Yeah. You know? And he gets on the phone, but he talked to me for 30 minutes about it all. And, I'd call him back, man. And, uh, and But he called me back and yeah, I'm like, no. was he trying to, like, he's was, he was like, you know what? He Because I told him, I said, I said to him, what if, rc christian lied to you and mm -hmm. he and he had actual more nefarious means but he told you something to to get you on board with them with with getting this whole project done but there's a I, I i did tell him this i said there's a lot of people in this world that believe the people behind erecting the georgia guidestones hold a big portion of responsibility as to why the world is the way it is today and if you would release the name of the man who you sat down with mm -hmm. we would be able to trace his lineage where he came from who he was involved in who involved with and we would might be able to to understand why the world is the way it is today who's behind the destruction and maybe possibly save the world and stop it and i like, think the reason he won't talk about it is because rc christian's still alive uh maybe he told me he's dead so like he like he yeah was, of course he did well no, i mean i'm saying i'm just saying like he he didn't have to he, like, yeah. he he said to me like like it was in a way where he brought it up i wasn't prying or anything mm. he just brought up in conversation he's like he's like he's dead i'm like i understand he's dead uh but it still would be very important yeah. to understand who he was or maybe that was a hint mm. that anybody died recently at the same time i don't know that would could have been a possible candidate i don't know 
We're going to figure this out. Maybe, maybe, or maybe not, you know? <laughs> or maybe I, not. I tend to open cans of worm and, and, and just like finish half the can kind of thing. You know, yeah. they're just like, I don't know where to go. I'm kind of full. No, I'm you done know? fishing. I'm done, you know? Somebody else do it, you know? Uh, I'm on to the next one. Let's go hunt dog man, you yeah. know? So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I mean, I talked to him and, uh, you know, a, a very nice guy. He said I could call him back, mm-hmm. and, I, and I, maybe I should. Maybe I should. Um, let me know. Let me know, audience that's listening right now. Uh, if you made it this far, an hour, twelve minutes into this conversation, oh, I know it goes by fast, wow. right? Wow. Uh, do you think what? What do you think I should do? So, so go to the Instagram. Tell me if I should have the scientists on the show, and also tell me should I contact the man who knows who the true identity is again? Should I reach out to him, or should I be hesitant? Should I wait a little bit to make sure no, you know, agencies flag? me thinking that i might be the bomber or whatever you know uh we'll get back to that by the way okay so uh, but um but yeah so i mean he he was adamant on one angle of it you know Mm -hmm. and and i just i wonder maybe maybe he did call me back or maybe it was one of his kids calling me to tell me never to call their dad again leave my 93 year old dad alone you know i would be interested in like i i would love to hear the conversation if he was be willing i would love to hear the conversation between you two and i'd love to hear his opinions on the new 10 commandments on that are written on there and also okay so if it is built for nuclear fallout and stuff like that you have eight languages on there four of them are ancient and dead yes four of them are current and modern why on earth the dead languages why on earth would you put dead languages on there why would sumerian be on there like we don't even know sumerian but maybe the sumerians miles deep under ice in antarctica that are still alive would know what it says i'm just possibly i mean that makes more sense than them just putting it up randomly maybe we've been told that these people these languages are dead but there are actually people there's little civilizations pockets of people maybe they're living in the earth that still speak them and they might wander out maybe the nazis were going down to antarctica to inherit what was already there instead of building new bases bang bang maybe that's what was going on breaking news (laughs) where's my breaking news sound button actually that's not really an original idea um I mean, I just kind of, it kind of is, kind of isn't. But there's this guy named John Levy, and he's talking about how a lot of these uh, old, old architecture are not buildings that we've actually built, but buildings that we have inherited. I think he's off on a lot of his, not a lot, but some of his hypotheses, but he brings up very good points. Like, for example, when we were first settling the United States, you're telling me in Montana, when there was really no civilization at the time, and a bunch of cowboys came together and built the state building for the state capital for Montana with no like i'm not doing a good job of explaining this but the time the time frame that they give and the people who built the the capitol building for montana this is just one example it it is an impossibility like a lot of these buildings within the time frame they claim with the materials and the manpower that they had are an impossibility for us to have built like san francisco um every like massive church that has ever been built like the time frame they're giving with the manpower that they had and the technology that they had at the time like it makes more sense that we have inherited a lot of these buildings than it does that we have built these ourselves like there's one guy there's one guy that they claim like he i think he lived until his 80s he supposedly built 180 churches in his lifetime out of stone that is an impossibility you that's like multiple a year in locations that would have been impossible for him to travel to within that year so he's lying it he, wasn't he, his claim 
Well, I mean, he's accredited to the like he's accredited to building these churches. Like he's not making the personal claim. So like these churches, like somewhere written on a wall, is like built by. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. His name is John Levy on YouTube. Of course it's, it is. Yeah, it's a very he doesn't give any opinions on on any of this stuff himself. He just like raises questions like, hey, this building doesn't look like or this rock face in um, Arizona doesn't look like it was carved. It looks like it was melted down. Like what event happened for this to melt down? Like this isn't natural erosion patterns. Interesting. I uh, I found a giant wall in Pennsylvania mm. that uh stretched at least a half a mile mm. and at parts of it was 100 150 feet high yeah. out in the middle of the woods and it looked like there there's there was like giant boulders placed on top of each other to make this wall and i was like that's interesting do you know how hard it is to build a three foot dry stack wall no <laughs> it takes a long time i've done it it takes a long time maybe not for giants though <laughs> maybe not for giants right and that's the part he's missing in his like a lot of his hypothesis yeah is that he's not taking into consideration like he considers the flood that is a big consideration he calls it the mud flood but he doesn't is that what okay okay yeah i had i can't tell you how is this something new uh are you talking about like the tartar like the, the mud flood I don't know if it's it's new. To, like the flood, obviously, isn't new to me. But the idea of it being a mud flood is kind of new to me. Yeah, I, I had uh, two or three people this week in different instances, just in passing, whether it was on Instagram Live, uh, commenting about it or commenting on the mud flood Tartaria. Tartar, 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 I'm yeah. like, what's the mud flood? Yeah, I had yeah. no. I like. I'm, I'm like. I don't know what the mud flood is. That I. I mean, I think they're conf like, it's a bunch of, um, it's a bunch of theories and hypotheses coming from people who don't have like the same beliefs as we do. Okay. For like, whenever I'm hearing these things, I'm thinking, I'm automatically thinking, uh, Nephilim, you know, the flood, stuff like that, where they don't have necessarily the same background. I, I don't even know if, you know, they're the same event. They could have been like smaller localized events. Um, interesting, but I mean that. It makes sense. If nothing else, what makes sense is that we do not have, we didn't, at the time, we did not have the manpower. We didn't have, did not have the technology or the time to build these structures in what they're claiming that we built it in. Like, just, just, just check out one video of his, just check out one video of his and you're going to be like, wow, that is impossible. Like, how did every civilization in the United, in the world have the same architectural, like, um, like techniques? Yeah. But without communication. So send, send me send me a link so oh, so yeah. I can dive on it. Yeah. Uh, let's backtrack. Um, Man, we got off you, track. Yeah, we did, <laughs> but it's okay. Um, so with with the Georgia Guidestones, right. there's been theories and thoughts floated around all week. I'll let you maybe tell me and the audience what you've heard. Uh, maybe not necessarily what you think about it, but some of the theories like what people yeah. are saying you know because i've heard uh a black figure running up to it i heard the government destroyed them i heard somebody some conspiracy theorists destroyed them the the elite destroyed them a lightning bolt destroyed them cern destroyed them mm. what i mean what's going on so my dad saw the footage he's a he's an ex he's a retired uh, army sapper so like this was his job 
was to you know blow stuff up basically and he said he saw the explosion and he immediately said that's a shape charge if they say it's anything other than c4 with a shape charge they're lying that was what the information we had at the time now new information has come out saying that uh like coming from steve quayle he's saying that at the same time that went off there were the street light that was near it started like raising like light like it was increasing in light like it was getting see it brighter and brighter i don't know if you can see it in the video he said it was in a wider video like a wider frame video that he had and then also in that wider frame video the was it like the blast the debris from the blast does not match up with the shape charge and stuff like that so with that information i mean and then there's also another theory from steve quayle saying like God could have possibly nudged one of the satellite directed energy weapons that they have up there to blow up the, you know, the Georgia guide stones. That is a possibility. I don't know. But the part that stands out the most to me is that if this was a terrorist act, somebody used an explosion to blow something up on a public property and they cleaned up the crime scene the next day. That's yeah, that's a very you said that to me earlier today, and that's when I was like, "Stop talking! Stop talking!" Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Like if, like any yeah. other terroristic activity yeah. with an explosion would take more than a twelve-hour period yeah. before they started cleaning up. They just destroyed a crime scene. Yeah, or they already knew what happened. Yeah, so that's interesting. That's interesting. See, yeah. uh, you know, I like I, I started seeing a lot of people commenting online. Good good and cheering it on and I, that's like I, on uh, Thursday's member show I, I kind of said in the intro I was like just be careful because if yeah. if you say you believe the world operates a certain way and they're watching us they're watching us <laughs> and you don't want to be celebrating somebody bombing a structure that means you might be considered dangerous kind of reminds me of January 6th doesn't it <laughs> right yeah. I'm just like yo dude guys like pump the brakes a little bit with what you're saying online you know but yeah. uh, I I, I heard the God thing and, and, and maybe, but I, I'm just like, well, I mean, technically God could have prevented it from happening. And you kind of, right. you countered that with what God could have prevented. Uh, I forget what you said. Uh, maybe, what maybe, I said it was, maybe it wasn't you. I don't remember. I talked to a lot of people, but. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. God could have, could have uh, prevented like the whole uh, Genesis six. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. 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 And so, I mean, I don't know, but yeah. um. But one thing, like going through Kings and Chronicles lately, one thing that came, keeps standing out is that every time a king of Israel did not destroy the temples that were in his, like in, in the land, like the satanic temples that were in the land, it was mentioned at the end of, like at the end of mentioning him, it was mentioned that he did not destroy the satanic temples in his land. That is, they keep making a point of that. So what are you what are you suggesting? I don't know, but I think it's somehow connected to the Georgia Guidestones. I I don't full I haven't fully connected the dots yet. I mean, everything just happened. Yeah, but I'm mean, I haven't fully connected the dots yet. But I have a I'm working on it. Yeah, yeah, because that was standing out to me before the Georgia Guidestones happened, and then I found out the Georgia Guidestones happened, and I was like, this is connected somehow. I, I don't understand how yet, but I, I can't tell you how. Uh, disappointed i am that they got blown up to be honest with you uh what no matter what you feel about them their satanic structure or globalist illuminati structure or whatever they were interesting 
And mm. and I, I really wanted to go visit him. I wanted to see him with my own eyes because it's it's something that is very compelling for me, what I do, and for the audience too. I mean, there's mm. a reason why the audience already knew what the Georgia Guidestones were before they got blown up is because the people who listen to my show dig that kind of stuff. I wanted, My parents went. They went and recorded a video. They did a That's, video on it. I, and yeah. I would have loved to do something that I was planning on. I was like, dude, we're we're in East Tennessee. Like, we're not that far from Georgia guys. It's a day trip. Mm-hmm. They didn't get down there fast enough. Yeah. Like, maybe they knew I was moving down here. Maybe it's all about me. It's all about like, me. We can't let this information get out. Me, me and Merkel's too <laughs> close, dude. Like, he just, he's like a loose cannon. He if just he sees whatever it, he's he going to understand it all. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he just goes, you know? <laughs> Nobody knows what Merkel's going to do. He's unpredictable. Yeah. You know? Uh, <laughs> So I don't know, but it, it just, it, it, it was a little frustrating in that sense, uh, for sure. Mm. Uh, but I don't know. I never really, uh, I guess I always thought of him more as, and maybe you can say, you know, this Illuminati, Illuminati, uh, that works kind of, <laughs> kind of this globalist Illuminati, uh, shadow government, whatever it is, like the people who actually run the world. Mm. Uh, that's kind of how I always looked at the Georgia Guidestones and that kind of light, uh, or maybe nuclear fallout, but uh, well, the, also keep in I, mind they have to tell you what they're going to do to you before right, they do it, right? And, yeah. and so, like, but that's the, where I'm going because it's like, yeah, those people tend to be pretty evil, and yeah. you start talking about the whole idea of them having to tell you what they're going to do, mm-hmm. and it, it's like okay, and and it seemed like that plan and mission, at least the depopulation could have been underway possibly i'm not pointing any fingers or saying anything i'll do it, it just seemed like <laughs> since the i don't know the turn of the century there's been things happening that leads me to believe that there are people who don't like the earth getting too crowded i think i think largely largely that was a test to see how susceptible people are yet yeah i think that's what that was yeah i think that there's humanity- more to come <laughs> I, oh of course of course as long as we're breathing there's more to come yeah uh, I think humanity gl- globally is starting to wake up. They have access to information and they're realizing that their CNNs, Fox News is whatever other countries have as or news organizations are just puppets mm. and they've been either lied to or manipulated. I think a lot of people are realizing that. And maybe if, if they did destroy it themselves, maybe it's like, yo, we got to cover the evidence now. It's been out here since the 80s. They had enough t- chance. We're moving on with the agenda, but we got to stop the information from being there so uh, easily. But at the same yeah. time, it's digitalized. It's online. You can go read about it. They existed. We know that. So what's the point of them blowing it up? Maybe to get the capsule underneath? I don't know. It could have been that. I mean, it could be like a future bait and switch. Um, yeah, we we kind of talked about that earlier. Talking about how it could be like, uh, well, yeah, I don't necessarily want to get into that topic yet. I need to think about that one more. So uh, let, let's just do this. Uh, I, before you and I started recording here, I was uh, I was talking to a, a couple other podcasters on Zoom, mm. and you know, uh, I was kind of coaching them on different yeah. things with podcasting. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you heard me say is that uh, be self aware during recordings. Because you might be talking too much and droning on a conversation that the audience is starting to tune out. Right. And uh, I, I just had this like this like out of body experience of listening to me say that. And I came snap back into my body. I'm like, oh, my gosh, 
Am I doing it right now? <laughs> we just did it. We just did it. <laughs> I think we might be 20 minutes overdue. You know, like maybe when we said, oh, it's only been an hour, 12 minutes. That was the sign to start wrapping it up. You know, I don't know if the audience is digging it or not. And I'm trying to look at my notes here real quick. Uh, I had some thoughts on Stranger Things, friends. Uh, and let me just kind of throw this this idea yeah. out to you real quick. Uh, and maybe I'll do a little bit more of a, maybe I'll do, I don't know, something in the future here. But mm. uh, let me just tell you guys. This is going to take some time. So here we go. I just, I'm not going to follow my, my own advice. So the guys who I was just coaching and stuff, uh, watch how I, I sink the ship. Uh, so <laughs> I think I, I like it. I like long episodes. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, hopefully other people like this one too, because, uh, we're going to, we're going to keep it going here just a cool. little bit. Cause I, I just had, had this thought and I've been wanting somebody to be in person with me just to kind of, for me to talk it out, you know, well, it works. It, it's easier to do it like this than me sit here by myself. All right, guys, today it's just going to be me talking for an hour by myself in studio. It's <laughs> yeah. a little hard. It's right. a little hard for me. Uh, so listen, uh, I'm a firm believer that, uh, what's going on in the TV show, Stranger Things, I know you don't watch it, uh, is real. And uh, you said the same thing. Yes, it's real. But if you're not watching the TV show, the essence of real that I'm talking about, I believe it's real. Well, what? It's real. What are you talking about? Everything. I mm. think it's real. Okay. And I have a lot of reasons for that that I'm not going to get into today. I have information that I can't get into today. Literally can't, but you will hear it. Okay, guys, just trust me. You will hear this information at some point. My wife just texted me about today when I was with you, William. Mm. And she's like, here's the schedule. She just, she put on the schedule for us to have a meeting tomorrow about it. And she's like, we can't rush this. Mm. If you do it right and you're patient, it will be amazing. And so like, she's like, Tony, don't jump the gun, you know? So I'm not Lindsay. I'm not, but I am going to talk about something else right now. Okay. So, <laughs> so along that line, uh, let me start off with Sandra Hughes. Who's Sandra Hughes? Let me tell you the story about Sandra Hughes. Okay. Briefly, uh, in 2020, the pandemic happened. Mm. Everybody gets locked down in this country, right? Well, Sandra was out in California and she thought she would skirt around the rules of being locked down by going out into nature. She was very nature type person, liked hiking, uh, camping. And so she spent, uh, she figured, hey, I'm going to go out for a week or two. I'm going to do some camping, get out in nature to 15 days to curve the, or whatever, for the, to whatever, whatever the freaking saying was. Uh, I don't remember. What was it? Uh, to curb the, to, Curb the curve or something? I don't yeah. remember. I, I messed you up. You know what it is. Drop the curve. I, I, yeah. 15 days to settle the curve or mm -hmm. spread the curve or something. I don't know. Two years later. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, uh, she she uh, she goes out and she's like, it's going to be a two-week vacation doing mm. what I like doing. I love nature. So she goes out there and she does her thing and she tells her family that she's going out, you know, and everybody's like, okay, see you in two weeks, you know, mm. and you know, back in time for work. Well, some time goes on during that period and uh, some hikers are going through the woods and they come across a campsite and the campsite looks like it's been used, uh, but abandoned. Nothing was really destroyed. Uh, but it, if I remember correctly, it looked like it was abandoned. Mm. And so they're like, that's weird. You know, they, they made a note of where it was at and uh, they go back to town 
And if I remember correctly, maybe it looked like somebody had gone through it. I don't, I don't, I don't remember exactly, right. which it, it might be a really relevant detail to be honest with you, but I just don't remember. Um, but they go back to town and they report this campsite, mysterious campsite. The police go out and they, they go through this stuff and they find Sandra Hughes information. So they call the family and they said, Hey, do you, do you happen to know where Sandra is? Uh, did you talk to her? Why did she leave her campsite the way it was? Just checking to make sure she's okay. The family gets very upset because they're like, Sandra is super uh, environmentally friendly mm. and she would never leave her stuff out there like that. There's something wrong. So they initiated a missing person report. Yeah. So uh, the missing person report is out. And uh, a little bit later, I'd say a few days or whatever, there was uh, some more hikers going through the woods and they come across this woman. And she's standing there, probably st uh, it's like staring off, like she was just kind of like staring off mm -hmm. at something, you know. And, and 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 you're out in the woods, and I've been out in the woods, and, like I was like a mile or two off trail, and I came across a dude that was like living out there, and he just oh, like yeah. stared at me. He was a little w weird and, and scary, you know. Um, and so they're kind of like, hey, you know, yeah. And she doesn't acknowledge that they're there, and you know they're trying to be polite, like hey, how you doing? And, and it's close enough that she would hear no response and they're like oh, that's weird mm -hmm. hike a little faster you know <laughs> yeah. so they 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 go on their way they get to a town they see the missing person re report poster and so when they see the poster like oh my gosh that's the woman we saw out there uh let's report they report it the police go out she's not there okay mm. more time goes on let's say a few days now we're probably the week two weeks into this missing person thing some hunters are out in the woods and they're driving down like an old logging road and they see a woman in a tree. And I believe it was in a tree. Uh, and please, anybody who is hearing the story, go ahead and look it up. I, I might be messing up some of the details, but you're getting the gist of it. Mm. Um, like alive I, or hanging? No, alive, alive. Oh, okay. and, and they slowed down. And again, they kind of call out to her. And, uh, and, and she totally doesn't acknowledge they're there. Now, one thing that's interesting is uh, between... The two sightings, the hikers that saw her, she didn't acknowledge them, to the hunters, she was described wearing certain clothes going into this occasion. The hikers saw her wearing something different, mm. and then the hunters later saw her wearing the clothes again. Mm. So like she's changed clothes. Wasn't it like a blue jacket or something like that? I don't know. You've heard the story, huh? Yeah. Jerk. I'm familiar with it. Don't ruin it. Okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm telling stories here. Story time with Tony. Uh, no, but if you got more details, you got any more details? No, you oh, okay. remembered more than I do. Okay. I remember the blue jacket. I was, it was like some distinguishing piece of clothing. Sometimes yeah. stories like captivate me. This story captivated me because of the implications that it could possibly have with other stuff. Mm. Uh, so so they, 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 they go into town. They see that she's missing. They reported the police go out. She's not there. And that's all we know. Yeah. Sandra Hughes is still missing. We know that she was seen. She was acting weird. Clothes changed. She doesn't have supplies. They, we found that. Yeah. We found her ID. She doesn't have her license. She doesn't have a credit card. She's not buying things. Mm. But she's changing clothes, in trees, staring off, not acknowledging the presence of other human beings. And now she's gone. We don't know where she is. Hmm. So we just had a show uh, not too long ago, I'd say a week or two ago with Ashley from Australia. 
And uh, I don't even remember what I called that show. Oh, uh, Scribble Man. Scribble, no, I called it the, the Inverted World. The Inverted World. Oh, That's okay. what it was. I called it the Inverted World. Uh, shout out to Shane Cashman. He has a podcast called The Inverted World. Awesome <laughs> show. You guys should check it out. It's on YouTube. He's growing like crazy, like 30,000 subscribers. Mm. Uh, he's part of Tim Pool's uh, program. I love it over there. Those guys are great. Um, so I called it The Inverted World. Ashley had some phenomenal stories. If you guys haven't heard that episode, go check it out. The overtime is phenomenal as well. She mm. talked about this, this like black entity crawling like a spider in her house into the room that she was in and stuff. It was just crazy bone chilling <laughs> stuff. Great interview. Um, but in the, the first segment, she talked about this experience where she's out in the woods and I didn't get a chance to review this. So I'm just going to lightly go over it, but she's out in the woods and I believe she was a kid and she she had like a marker like she knew where she was going because she had made a marker kind of thing and then the marker's gone and everything's kind of changed around her environment changed it was and, and, and i suggest that she slipped into an alternate universe it's like she was she slipped into another reality a mirrored world mm. and then over time she finally finds her way out of it and the, through the details it just doesn't make sense the way she shares the story it's like yeah i mean if it played out the way you're saying it played out it seems like you slipped into an inverted world. Well, we have this TV show, Stranger Things. Mm. And like I said, I have a lot of information about this whole topic that my wife, my wife is telling me, if it's done right, it'll be amazing. If you rush it, people are going to call you a kook and lock you up. Mm. <laughs> and so I'm trying to listen to her advice, you know? Uh, but uh, it, it's real information. I promise you guys it's going to be amazing. But uh, this, this whole thing gives me a Stranger Thing vibe. Uh, Ashley slips into an alternate universe, whatever you want to call it, kind of like Stranger Things where they, they kind of accidentally go into this upside down. Mm. And uh, you can find your way back. You can get mm. lost there. You can die there. Nobody in the right side up ever knows what happened to you. Yeah. So in season four of Stranger Things, I'm not going to spoil it. Anybody who uh, hasn't watched it yet, I just finished the last episode last night. It literally, Stranger Things is one of the very few shows I watch, but it, it's like, I call it my job. I have to watch it. Like, it's my yeah, job. You have to watch it. So, <laughs> and I dig it. Uh, but in the last season of Stranger Things, there are new characters that uh, have things happen to them in this reality. When these characters physically in this reality, they're physically in this reality, but they're also in the upside down. Their their minds, their other essence, their other being, whether it's their 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 minds are going there or or their spirits are going there, they're physically here, but they're also in the upside down. Like quantum entanglement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh and what happens to them in the upside down? affects them here okay uh and i'm watching this happen and before the things that happen to them in the upside down affect them physically here and anybody who watched it knows what i'm talking about they all portrayed physical attributes here their, their bodies reacted a certain way before the grand finale let's put it that way mm. i'm talking code for a reason everybody understands why because you don't want to spoil things um but 
it got me thinking because of what I know to be true. Mm. It got me thinking, what is it like when our bodies slip into this other universe? So like Ashley was in this upside down inverted world and she's wandering around just like they do in Stranger Things. Like like their bodies here, but they go to the upside down and they're doing things there. Yeah. While their bodies here. And and again, you see physically the, let's just call it uh if you could take a word that's describing vocals and make it a visual thing, their body's very monotone. It, it's 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 docile here. Mm. while they're running around there uh so it's literally inverted right okay so ashley slips into an inverted world and while she's running around the inverted world we didn't explore this idea of what was her body doing here if she was an inverted world did she all completely go into an inverted world, which was probably what we were thinking at the time of the recording. Like, like Ashley was walking through the forest and all of a sudden physically everything about Ashley slipped into an inverted world. She's no longer here in this world, but she's walking around in a mirrored universe. Hmm. But what if Ashley slipped into an inverted world? Her physical body is here docile while she's in an inverted world running around trying to find her way out. And it got just me thinking, watching the Stranger Things and how that happens, knowing what I do know that I'll share with the audience in the future, hopefully sometime soon. Uh, and and then with Ashley's experience, it just got me thinking, when people slip into alternate realities, what does their body look like here? What? How do they react here? Are they yeah. here? Because in 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 Stranger Things, and this isn't if, if listen, if this is a spoiler, like you're not you're not you're not living your best life. Uh, in the first season of Stranger <laughs> Things, um, it, it, it portrayed physically going to the upside down. Right. Will got lost in the upside down. Uh, uh, the other kid that Elle's boyfriend's his sister. She and her friend went to the upside down. Her friend physically died in the upside down, no longer existing here because she went to the upside down, died there, and everybody here just didn't know ever, whatever happened to her. Uh, so physically, in the first season, they're going there. Mm. In the fourth season, it's like a little bit of both. They're slipping in and out. Some are. Some are physically going there still, but some are are doing both what's the day okay so the first season takes place in the 80s right yeah it, the, the whole thing takes place in the even 80s. the fourth season yeah it's like 80s ish oh yeah. okay yeah okay i was wondering if cern came out between third and well fourth season uh it's not nah, well i see where you're going with it but it's going that's actually the opposite direction of what i'm going with not opposite mm. direction but i'm just going in a very different direction with okay. what i'm thinking uh but yeah, I I just um it just got me thinking because when I recorded that with Ashley back in December last year, uh I if I I don't remember what I was thinking, but if I was thinking stranger things, I would have been thinking like season 1 physically slipping into alternate universes, mm -hmm. mirrored worlds. Um but what if Ashley did slip into a mirrored world? but her physical body in this world still remained 
if that's the case, what did it look like? If somebody came across her physical body, what is she doing in this realm while she's in the mirrored world? Got me thinking about Sandra Hughes. People came across Sandra Hughes and they're like, hey, and she's just like, mm, gone. She's just, she's somewhere else, physically here, but somewhere else. Sandra Hughes is out in the forest. What do we know about these forests and 411? People mm -hmm. just disappearing. There's some kind of portal action going on here. There's some kind of slipping into other realities or maybe Bigfoot, but there's something going on. So like, yeah. so it, it just got me thinking, Ashley, what does she look like? It's Sandra Hughes. It, 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 with what we know of Sandra Hughes's case, is it possible that Ashley physically looked the same way here while she was in the mirrored universe? Possibly, yeah. I mean, she could have found different clothes in the mirrored universe. You know what I mean? It's I'm possible. Saying. So, I mean, like, yeah, I, I don't know if if any of that made sense. Uh, but that it maybe at least, hopefully, people understand why I need somebody here to talk to. Yeah, because like, it's like, like, what am I supposed to do? Talk to a wall about this? I'm <laughs> like, I have a hard enough saying it to you. You know, just like, how do I say this out loud? You know, mm -hmm. but I'm trying to tie it all together to the idea that Stranger Things real take the imagery you know from season four apply to ashley apply to sandra hughes are we talking about a situation where we saw sandra hughes react a certain way is it possible that ashley had a similar experience where maybe she's running around the mirrored universe and somebody could have come up on her wherever she was at here and be like hey little girl are you okay and she's like uh yeah you know just gone yeah. and you know if i saw that I'd be like yo i'm out yeah <laughs> yeah in a hurry <laughs> you scary girl <laughs> like, i'm going home i'm gonna have some soup curl up next to the fire you know but uh yeah so that's that was some of my my uh, what if what if cern like kickstarted the de degradation of the veil between dimensions it's possible yeah that's possible <laughs> man i'm losing my voice we gotta wrap this up you're good man uh listen before we get out of here we're an hour 45 minutes into it hopefully we man. gave people something uh you know I, this this was literally when we sat down i had some words typed out on my phone just to bring up we didn't get to the japanese prime minister but we'll do it another time mm. uh listen before we get out of here we mentioned a lot of people's stuff today let's mention yours where can people find you? We have a YouTube channel called Perma Pastures Farm. There's three different words, P-E-R-M-A, Pastures Farm. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel, or, uh, not a YouTube channel, a podcast called the Permaculture Pimpcast. And remember, pimp stands for permaculture is my passion. And if you guys have any questions or anything like that, feel free to contact us through either platform. We have an Instagram. Uh, the email is billy at permapasturesfarm.com. If you have any questions, hit us up. You guys have products that right. you, you do sell. Now, I will tell you, I haven't bought any of their honey because he keeps giving me their oh, honey. We don't. The honey is not for sale. I love you it. You can't buy honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it because freeze for me. I yeah. dig it, you know. Uh, but uh, you guys also sell something called Comfrey. Right. Comfrey. And I'm still I'm still lining out all the. I plan on doing an episode specific to Comfrey. Okay. Talking about why it was alienated. Um so comfrey is like the for centuries it has been like the cure-all for everything it's not really a cure-all it just promotes the rebuilding of everything like there's people there's accounts of it healing cancer there's accounts of it healing uh arthritis uh broken bones it used to be called knit bone well at the same time that they made comfrey illegal in in some areas uh 
they also figured out how to synthesize the active compound in comfrey called allantoin. So they figured out how to synthesize that, and then they started saying, oh, comfrey's going to give you liver toxicity. Don't use that. Come buy our product. Well, they're lying. The Germans just recently did more studies on it. There hasn't been a single case of liver toxicity due to comfrey ever that's been recorded. Not a single one. So we sell comfrey. <laughs> we sell the plant. You can grow it yourself. We sell a comfrey salve, um, which has been literally working miracles for some people. Um, You've used it, right? On your own body? Oh, yeah. I used it. I've healed. Uh, I had a laceration across my arm, mm-hmm. you know, like the bad part of your arm. And I used comfrey to heal that. And now it's like this tiny little scar. Um, I, when we do festivals in a booth, I show people my hands and I say, if you can tell me which finger I've almost cut off with a hatchet, you can have a free jar. Nobody's made it yet. Nobody's figured out. Wow. Yeah. So, um, and you have a one of chance, one in 10 chance of guessing. Yeah. Yeah. And I point to the other scars and I say, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Um, so, so, uh, yeah, I mean, you've really talked up comfrey to me a lot and, yeah. uh, I, I sent some to my mom and so hopefully it helps her, uh, you know, like in, in all honesty, I don't have high hopes because my mom has been sick for so long, mm. uh, since she's my age and she's just been slowly getting worse and worse over time. And she's not old. I mean, she's in her early fifties. Um, she has to use it though. She, she yeah. told me she, she got it yesterday. And she used it yesterday. She's using it again today. And I coached her on a little bit today because you were talking about, you said that, because uh, it comes in a small jar, but mm. it's concentrated and you yeah. don't need to, you know, you know, use the whole jar in one sitting. No. It, it should last a while. It's super potent. Yeah, yeah very potent. So, uh, you know, she's she's going to use it. And I, I, I mean, obviously, I hope it helps her and stuff. But um, I got pretty pessimistic with my mom when it comes yeah. to this stuff because like, for, like, I still don't know what's wrong with my mom. I don't think the doctors have a total understanding of what's wrong with with my mom right uh but it, it, it's just been one of those things where it's been uh you know I, i'm the kind of person when it comes to my family i i uh really ignore a lot of issues when i don't want to confront it you know and mm. with my mom i've it, to a fault ignored it in the sense that like my wife she knows more about my mom's physical problems than i do because i'm just, i check out as soon as my mom starts talking about it, i check out i don't want to hear it i don't want to know about it i don't i don't mom i don't want to talk about it you know yeah. it just kills me so um <clears throat> I really hope it helps her. Yeah, I do too. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're not, I'm not telling, we're, you know, I, I don't think you're telling anybody that this is going to, you know, you know, help you, you know, I don't know, grow your arms back or something like that. But, you know, no, it, it, no. maybe. But what, what, what Comfrey does, what Alan Toen does is it does three things. It inhibits like bad cellular growth. That's a big one right there. It flushes out disease cells. And it promotes growth of new cells. Hmm. What disease can you not cure with those three things? I don't know. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. For a second, I was like, oh, crap, I should know this, shouldn't I? No. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, cancer, uh, what's a good answer? Uh, Okay, well, uh, there's one more product, and then we will end it. But I I think this is a fascinating product, too, uh, the bone sauce. Oh, yeah, the bone sauce. The bone sauce is the... Yeah, it's an all-natural... Deer repellent. It is the best deer repellent made on earth. I can claim that because all the other deer repellents really suck. <laughs> um, but it is made from it's bone sauce is not something you put on toast or like barbecue or anything like that. You should not eat it. You can and you'd be fine, but don't eat it. It like the smell is gonna stop you from eating yeah, it. Yeah, it's nasty. Yeah. But it keeps deer and we claim it keeps deer and rabbits away for twenty five to thirty from years. What? From your orchard, your garden. Like if you have a garden, if you have uh just 
like plants that you don't want deer or rabbits to mess with. You paint this on the trunk of it. You can paint it on uh, like wooden stakes and put it around your plant. Uh, you can get rid of this bars of soap that you have hanging from your trees because you don't need those because they don't work anyways. You just take some bone soft sauce, put it on there, and it lasts 25 to 30 years. Really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. That long? Yeah. I mean, if it's applied you, to a wooden surface. How can you not afford to to invest in such, such a thing? That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, if you have a garden... That's incredible. Like, there's this one... Okay, in Asheville, there's this one area called Biltmore Lake. Uh It's like million-dollar houses all up and down it. And they're beautiful. And all of them have bars of soap hanging from their plants. (laughs) Like, they got Irish Spring hanging out in front. Wow. (laughs) Talk about tacky. (laughs) (laughs) Just to keep the deer away. That's interesting. That's I mean, dude, that's like not the greatest uh, business formula. It's like, hey, buy this product one time and you're good for life. You don't have to see me again. It's like, uh Yeah, we've discussed that. We've discussed, <laughs> like, we have products you don't never, you never have to buy again. Yeah. Like the comfrey, if you have one comfrey plant, you never have to buy comfrey again because that one comfrey plant can turn into a hundred comfrey plants the first time you harvest it. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Okay, so uh, if that tickles anybody's ear, if you if you're like I, you know, I could really use the comfrey, or my mom could use it, or mm. or you know, hey, listen, I've been fighting these freaking deer and rabbits for twenty, thirty years. Well, if you want to be good for the next twenty to thirty years, get the bone sauce. Again, tell them how do they go about that? How, who do they yeah, contact? You can go to permapasturesfarm.com and check it out. You can contact uh, either my dad or me at Billy at permapasturesfarm.com or permapasturesfarm at gmail.com. You can email either one of those if you have any questions about our products. Uh, you can comment and on Instagram. You can comment on uh, YouTube. We will get back with you. We respond to every comment on a video until the next video comes out. Yeah, you you put me to shame on that stuff, bro. I was like, what? You do that? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, it's man. a full-time job. Oh, heck yeah, dude. I was like, holy crap, man. Like, I, I, I tend to like you know, avoid comment sections sometimes like the plague because I know what's waiting, lurking in the shadows. I'm like, oh, I don't want to see it. It's going to mess up my mind. It's... It's not when you're when they know you're going to respond. There's a lot of people who don't say the bad things that yeah. you think they're going to say. Yeah, uh, it makes sense because they yeah. they know they know they're going to get the business. Yeah. Do you ever give the business to people? Oh yeah, we did. Uh, we actually put a couple trolls on a shirt and did a fundraiser not too long ago. <laughs> you put their name on the shirt. <laughs> yeah, we did a we did a fundraiser for Vets for Child and Rescue. I think we raised over like thirty one hundred dollars from this. Um, but and all the proceeds went to Veterans for Child Rescue. But we made a shirt with the list of trolls on the shirt. It was called the Troll uh, Roll Call, and troll yeah, Troll Roll Call. It sold like crazy. People loved it. I dig it. People loved That's it. That's awesome. Because what the trolls were doing, they were like going to a bunch of different homestead channels, saying, "Hey, they're talking about you. Hey, they're talking about you." Really creating strife between us and other homestead wow. channels. And we're like, "Hey, instead of attacking that target, let's go for the trolls who are causing all this." Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yep, we found out one of the trolls is the same person. It's a wife that's getting like using her account and then getting on her husband's account and getting on that and like making two comments from the same person, basically. Wow. Well, that's such a creative way to combat the trolls. I wish I had that creativity. I'm just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, I appreciate you sitting down with me. Thanks and so uh, I hope everybody enjoyed this conversation. Uh, but yeah, until next time, man, I know you'll be in here again. For sure. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Thank you.
Well, that's the show, everybody. If you made it this far, congratulations. And if you made it this far, it means that you probably enjoyed the conversation. So please go ahead and share this conversation with people that you know, friends, family. I don't care who you share the show with. Just share the show if you enjoyed it, because that's the best thing you can do to help this show grow. Share it with your friends. And just a maybe public service announcement. Anybody who's a member right now, if you want, go to your app store and you can update the Castos app. And the Castos app will give you an update. And it has some new features like pop-up notifications and things like that. So if you haven't updated your app in a while, you might have some access to some new features that you haven't had before. So go ahead and check that out. But everybody else, stay safe, take care. And remember, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Bye.
Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today.